primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Greg Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your holiday news show providing in-depth coverage for the latest stories in every sector of the galaxy. Welcome to our special coverage of Star Wars Celebration 2023. And now we're your hosts, Ben Grant Adam, to discuss the show. All right. Thank you very, very much, Grex. Uh, we're all stoked to be here today because we are talking about Star Wars Celebration 2023. Um, so many things went on. Yeah. Um, it was very exciting. We've been trying to wrap up everything. So we're going to get all the high points of the celebration, all the new announcements and um, what it might mean. And we're just going to chat about it like we do. We talk about Star Wars here because that is fun. Um, so... I decided to create a little little front cell here. So we're going to tell you what we're going to talk about in order for a change instead of just rambling mindlessly yeah. about 27 issues um, as we are wont to do. <laughs> um, rampant speculation, though. That's not... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah I'm sure there will be no bouncing around at all. Yeah. We'll go off yeah. the tangents, I promise. There, yeah, there's so much. There were so many <laughs> interviews. There were all these releases. There were just like really thoughtful, great things going on and obviously a super big love fest the whole time. Um, but okay, so... This is what happened as far as the highlights for us, um, and this is how we're going to cover them. So first of all, the era timeline has been expanded, um, and that is going to be punctuated by three new movies uh, that have been announced. And um, there was also an Ahsoka trailer drop, which was amazing. Um, A lot of announcements about Phase 3 of the High Republic. Um, and where that's going, so that'd be great. Um, In that vein, um, they talked about Acolyte. And um, there was also a private trailer for that, but we found out some information about that. Um, there was also a skeleton crew trailer that was leaked. So we'll have information about that, what um, happened in that trailer and what that means for the new uh, live action show. Um, and then just a little bit and Bob uh, about Lando and I mean, all the other interviews The I, I love hearing from Kathleen Kennedy. Um, I, Adam and I agree, disagree about this, but um, I think actually there's a lot to be learned by what she says at these uh, things. Yeah. You, you have to, you know, throw some chicken bones and, you know, read some tea leaves and things like that. But um, I, I think you can kind of we, we got to excavate that meaning. I, you know what I mean? I will yeah. also completely back away from my statement because I did not watch what she said. So I, my, my opinion is uninformed in this, <laughs> in, in, in this uh, timeline. So yeah. yeah, Ben's right. I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I always go with that, really. <laughs> yeah, I am just staggered by the announcements. I mean, we got three new movies, uh, uh, one by Dave Filoni, obviously. James Mangold yeah. came out first. That was incredible. Then Filoni, uh, then uh, Charmaine Obeyed, uh, Chinoy came out, and she uh, like loved Miss Marvel. Can't wait to see what she does with her movie but uh we should talk about these new eras that are basically yeah yeah i you know what i love and so has that timeline book come out yet because i feel like i think it's this month i think it's april 26th yeah oh so hopefully this will be in it because they they there was an image that they flashed up on their massive led screen above the uh, panel um and so it tagged on you know so it's broken down the known galaxy into eras and uh i'll just run through them from earliest to latest so the one is a new one. It's called Dawn of the Jedi. And we'll be talking about that a lot more later because that's where James Mangold's thing's going to happen. So this is the very yeah. first Jedi the discovering the, the Force, right? 
Then you have the Old Republic, which we know mostly fleshed out by the video game. Um, and then there's the High Republic, which we're in with this literary adventure we're on right now. Um, and then Fall of the Jedi, which is really like prequel era. Um, yep. Uh, Reign of the Empire, which would be original trilogy era. Age of the Rebellion, um, which is actually, yeah, yeah, Reign of the Empire. Actually, yeah, that's kind of a prequel. Reign of the Empire too. is probably between prequel. Yeah, into that's like Rogue One, War. Solo. That's like the 18 clone, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bad exactly. Batch, yeah, yeah. Fallen Order. Yeah. yeah, so that that little tweener 20 years. Um, mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, Age of the Rebellion, so the original trilogy era. The New Republic, which is kind of the Mandoverse. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, Rise of the First Order, which would be the sequel trilogy. And then the new Jedi Order, which Ooh. is <laughs> Ray Palpatine's, yeah. Empress Ray Palpatine's reign. for too many things, but when I heard that, I, I just yet let out the strangest yelp. Yeah. Like, it was just, I, I, I was freaking out when I saw that. I was like, this is, I think, what we've been waiting for. We almost, yeah. I think many of us thought the sequels uh, might get to this sort of story beat, but um, it, yeah. it's mainly just the shadow of the Empire and, and, and the sort of lasting effects and things like that yeah. and the rise of this new you know even more fascistic and terrifying regime um right but uh no i just seeing those words like just seeing the text that blew my mind that was pretty... yeah i i want to give a, a behind the scenes of where i was when i found <laughs> out this news uh because so friday uh, my wife and i had off uh and we had just moved so we were in a big box store doing shopping and grant had texted stuff out because i am was not thinking about the time difference between right england and here so i wasn't really thinking about it and and you had sent grant that picture of that we blew it up right and literally we're in we're in a box store and the one of the people's helping my wife yeah and they went i literally went yes <laughs> <laughs> and both of them stopped talking and looked at me. Your eight-year-old yeah. self came. To which my wife said, "Hey, how you doing?" Said, yeah. "Oh yeah, Star Wars celebration." <laughs> yeah, yeah, Star Wars celebration. Don't worry yes. about it. I, I will say when I told her what the news was, she was also very excited. Um, yeah. But but what was what was and, excited about the era? Yeah. No, go ahead. Go for it, Grant. Well, it. I was gonna say what what was exciting to me is I didn't because I was so busy that morning. I wasn't googling, so I was really reliant on just that. And I didn't know about the movie um, announcements, which we'll talk about in a moment. So all I had was that piece of information, and I felt like I was on cloud nine oh, just hearing yeah. about eras. Like, I felt so excited that, like, to me, just having the clear delineation, it feels like they know what they're doing. We're telling stories. Also, identifying eras means you're going to tell stories in those eras. And so I was very excited about that without having heard anything about new movie announcements yet. Right. Yeah. I was also uh, tickled pink about this. I, I, I like... We, we had talked about um, a million times about what a sequel sequel trilogy could look like. And but, you know, my favorite part of that would be having it center around Ray in some. I mean, she could be in a lot of different positions, like everything from yeah. Empress of the Galaxy to just wandering Jedi teacher, you know, forming a school, whatever. But the fact that it's defined by the, the new Jedi order, like they're actually going to yeah, try and rebuild huge. the Jedi. That's a story I really, really, really want. But year. perfect, yeah. perfectly plotted though, because I think like this is a very yeah. smart move, given that they'll do the dawn of the Jedi and the new Jedi Order at the exact same time, and sort right. of find that ideology yeah. and find the dogma in yeah. both films, like and yeah. connect them in some way as well, where Ray is almost like continuing the original Jedi teachings. Like, yeah, there, this could be a really fun, interesting move. Slightly worried about defining the dawn of the Jedi, like the beginning of everything. But I think if we can see it in this sort of post-galactic civil war sense with Ray, I think I think that will clarify sort of 
Yeah. You know, I, I think that will clarify things in I, terms of the Jedi teachings why, and, uh, and what, why yeah, it's good think, and why they aren't just, why are they aren't just, you know, uh, I guess the underdogs and sort of like the storytelling that they just lost and that's their story. Like what, what good did they do in the galaxy and why does, is being a Jedi important? You know what I mean? And it, I would love for that to be reestablished because I just, you know, just given their fall, it's, it's all we have to deal with. And it's, and we sort of, I don't know, we, for, we sort of critique the Jedi for that in a negative way where we're like, did you guys just get yeah. too wrapped up in the bureaucracy that everything fell apart? Like you went to war, you bled these clones. It's so strange, like given your sort of monks and Zen background. And it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see that defined the new Jedi order. And then the dark Jedi yeah. sort of, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so much of this is just like watching, has been yeah. watching, you know, Jedi take L's. You know, it, yeah. when you're a kid and you learn <laughs> yeah. about Jedi, you're like, they're the coolest things that ever happened. They probably, you know, really did a lot of good. And, you know, they did. There's, you know, hundreds of years, like, before all of this that, that they did a lot of good. Um, but, yeah, it's tough. So I'm I'm excited about, yeah, looking into the dogma, exactly what you said, Grant. Yeah. Um, just thinking about what a what a more perfect Jedi looks like. Right. Yeah. And I think I think that's what we're going to get. I think I, I'm less concerned because I think they know, like, if you look at like they're savvy and you look at Star Wars history, the, the, the one of the biggest fan reaction moments, probably negative reaction moments was the M word being used. Right. Midichlorians. Right. Trying to the second they tried to somewhat define the force. That is a watershed moment of kind of like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. So I think. Grant, you're going to really be excited about what they're going to do because my thought is it's going to be very much philosophy and religion talk. Yes. Discovering, like, what do we do with this power that we just suddenly tapped into? We don't know what this is. We don't know how to use it. It's, I mean, think about, like, Luke in the cave on on Hoth, right? right. Like, that moment is not taught to him by Obi-Wan or anyone else. That's a moment where he just feels in his gut that he can use this power in a way that he doesn't, he hasn't used it before. Right, trying to reach for that lightsaber. I think we're getting a lot of those moments in in this film and trying to figure out what it all means. Yeah, they were calling. I mean, they were calling the Mangle film. You know, they they use like Ben Hur um, as a, mm -hmm. as an analog. Um, they, I think he used the term or in the press release the term biblical epic um, is in there, mm -hmm. and you know, Dawn of the Jedi, and like I mean, that is really hard stuff to do. Um, but there's so many fun things to think about there, and also the way it connects with the the new jedi order um is i'm pretty integral because you're going to have essentially the formation of the sacred texts and then someone that's going off luke skywalker's teachings and just the sacred texts as they create the new jedi <laughs> is, order is the character as starring in the james mangled movie literally writing or will write the sacred texts well i don't know i mean that's Maybe. where a lot of these one came of from right sacred tome yeah. yeah at least one right you know i mean i don't know you know what that's you know what that's going to be but really fun to think about already people i'm seeing online talking about like what would the first, what does the first Jedi look like or who would be a good casting for the first Jedi? Um, I thought that was a great question. I'm going to just pose it to yeah. you guys. What do you think? I'd, I'd love a woman to be the first Jedi and, and sort of mirror the Ray arc, but just yeah. without the emperor sort of hanging over everything. That's what I personally would love. But um, yeah. I would also love just exotic, you know, species of some kind. That'd be cool mm. too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I like that. I think it's. I think. I think going with a woman makes a lot of sense. I also wonder, kind of building on that, are we going to get? I mean, the birth of the Jedi also just has to be the birth of the Sith, 
right? Right. So exactly. like it's yeah. it's it, don't you just don't you just see a Cain and Abel story also yep. taking yes. place in this in this? There's got to be a duality. Just, There's got to be the dyad. first. Dyad. Yeah. It's almost got to be the first. Yeah. Oh yeah. I exploration mean, of there you go. one person, but <laughs> yeah. a breaking of that, and one person deciding the dark, and the other person mm-hmm. deciding the light. Yeah. And, Sort of a the opposite trajectory of Ray and Kylo drifting away more than crossing paths and sort of intermingling, you know. Like yeah, a, I think you guys just hit the answer. But um, for me, uh, the one that made the most sense um, in a Lucasian sense is uh, I was thinking of like uh, a uh, well-fed Asian American man um, as into sort of like because it sort of sprang out of mm. Bud- uh, Buddhism. Right. So if it was like a story of Buddha and like someone who meditates or something like they could, you know, they could draw from um, all of that. uh, That would be a great tribute to all that's been, you know, used and taken and adapted. Yeah. Um, At least that was the first thing that sprung to mind. But um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Actually, I wasn't worried about a grant until you said something because I wasn't even thinking about it. This was one of those things where I was like, I was like, I really hope they don't touch that era. Um, But in a rare recent. Well, I'm actually I'm actually in that same line of thinking as well. I'm I I I worry about I almost like the hanging mystery of yes. How did the Jedi begin? You know, like yeah, who knows? Like they're just this ancient order, this ancient religion. It's it's more interesting as an ancient religion, you know, clouded in mystery than it is defined a defined religion. And here are the main icons of that religion. And hey, let's let's think back to these stories and what they what morals they tell. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I, I don't yeah. know if we want to you, make so, this sort of, I don't know if we want to write the, the, this, the religious text on the Jedi. I don't know if we want to do that. Yeah, I don't think they do. might. I think they could avoid Cause they wait, did they name check Ben Hur? Was that the one? Yeah. They yes. they ben, ben Hur, yeah. So like if those who have watched Ben Hur, it's also like, it's a Christ story, quote unquote. Right. And if you watch Ben Hur, there's a lot of Jesus in that movie which you don't really realize until you watch it. But the way that plays out is you never actually see Jesus. He's always in the background. And it is more about how a person living at that same time um, is kind of affected by him indirectly. So what if they, maybe, maybe that's what they're kind of getting at with this Ben-Hur is that it's just another person who has, who has, who has this power who's trying to figure it out. But all the Jedi stuff is kind of help, happening somewhat in the background. So it's still somewhat of a mystery, but it's all been also, you know, experiencing the first force for the first time in that era that's yeah, the way that'd be great. yeah that's how i made myself feel better about it adam is, is because you think about here they are you know it's been what twenty thousand years since then or ten thousand years it's it's been like i think it's twenty five thousand years as i think okay stating right yeah. so twenty five thousand years later they still know almost nothing so i think at the beginning they're going to know even less than that but it's going to be more about yeah. the fallout and it's like, wow, people have the force now. And like, you know, some people will be like, mm. well, now we're terrified. And uh, other people are like, we need to use this for good. And people are like, we should kill all the people that have this because like they're just going to use it for ill will and um, and what it means to the galaxy and sort of the formation of the theories. I, I don't know. It, it's going to be a tough story to tell. It's going to be have to be super nuanced and um, really interesting. And yeah, it's going to be. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this might be, uh, but it's also Star Wars, right? There might be lots of wars. And the people who are using the force might already be employed in these wars, sort of like Game of Thrones. Like you might get lots of like the, you know, I'm you thinking might. about Melisandre. Or I'm thinking about characters who use like the fire in Game of Thrones. Yeah. It just makes me think like, are they just going to be sprinkled into it, this kind of larger conflict? And in that we we see the growth of the Jedi or we see the foundation of the Jedi. 
you know, so like yeah. there might already be people, mystics, obviously, if you're reading the higher public comics, you know about the convocation mm -hmm. of the force, you know about just like there's so many sects of, of force users all over the galaxy. And it's and just I would just say I'm like mystical characters all throughout the galaxy that I wonder if like the, the war and the people that they you know employ during the war are already using the force in some fascinating way. Yeah. You know, I um, this made me think about uh, I think it was the art of rise um, for some reason they had a um, picture of a the first lightsaber. Did you see that, Grant? You, you had a, the, uh, that book, I right? remember reading something way back in the day about like a wood lightsaber. It could have been like yes. a Star Wars Insider article or like it was a comic or something, and it was like a wood lightsaber. I think it was on like a snowy world, like a snow planet. Yeah, this had a, like a close-up of it, and all it was was a like piece of wood with a kyber crystal strapped <laughs> yeah. to it with like like a leather thong and sure. and it's like and you ignited it just by using the force like there was no machinations in it at all you just you lit your lightsaber by activating the kyber crystal with the force that makes perfect sense to me it's yeah. like instead of the on switch you're almost like channeling your energy yes. imbuing it with the force and it sort of activates and seeing the tech in the lightsaber hilt sort of like activate would be so neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this looked like there was yeah. no tech. It was just like a structure and a crystal and like in, you just, you formed the blade with your, with your force power. Um, that's very cool. Yeah. Which would be kind of wild. So, I mean, I don't know, even know if we'll see that, you know, that could have happened 500 years after the dawn of the, well, force, I don't you know. know. See, this is also, we're talking about the birth of the force. Are we also talking about the advent of the lightsaber? Like, yeah, what are we talking about here? Could we also get? Could this also be a swordsman uh, of some kind uh, who who is like forging the first lightsaber? Yeah, you know, right. like is that? And why do you forge a lightsaber? Why have yeah. this lethal lethal side to your you know? Uh, I guess your abilities as a force user. That's to me that means like maybe you know there's always going to be a threat of a dark side user who will just like force crush people around you and you you're going to have to deal with them and th this is the best way yeah you know, i don't i don't know i mean there's got to be a scene where they encounter a kyber crystal right and it's talking to them oh, yeah. and, they're, and they're feeling it and maybe it's this way of just them i mean you could tell the story of just having these this unbelievable you know not to make a pun but force that you can't control and being able to center it or or you know channel it through this this crystal right like there could be a scene yeah. of that that that's why you carry this I, yeah. weapon so that yeah. you yourself are not a weapon yeah i mean i know we got like crystal caverns and, and things like that in in the films already but i do wonder if we'll get a sort of kyber location that is new and different like we've never seen before um the ultimate like heart of the kyber like the star heart from green lantern or something you know what i mean like something <laughs> yeah. just truly uh magnificent and sort of its display and its uh, uh magnitude in the story yeah i mean and that there's some cool. there's some low-hanging fruit there like you know ilum exists it could be that's a true. thing but it's like twenty five thousand years out i bet i, I want to see nothing ever now seen. that you say that i almost yeah. think that's i i think in my the back of my head i always thought ilum was where the jedi began essentially mm. Yeah. Like Snow World, you're talking about that wood saber. Like, I think I had seen imagery. Right. What was the ancient... What, before Coruscant, there was, like, the first Jedi temple, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Um, um, that, that plant. Tython, I believe. Tython, thank you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Wow, sorry, I had to really dig yeah. for that. I was like, yeah. Tibana? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tython? Yeah, I guess yeah. that's canon. That is, like, the first planet. Yeah, because I think um, Tython is where that... Um, 
the Mandalorian and Grogu it, went. Yeah, it is. It's where he to yeah. force communicate. Right. Um, yeah, so I think that yeah, so that's that's definitely canon. But I don't know if they're going to use that as um, in this show. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, this far out, they they can create, they can tell whatever stories they want. They got all the time in the world to create they can, characters yeah. and dramas and conflicts and yeah. But I mean, we're kind of drifting in between our first two topics of air timeline and new movies. But <laughs> but I just want to yeah. drift yes, a little more are. and say, like, if if they are now bringing the Mando to the Mandoverse to the big screen, there's more reason to interconnect this stuff, right? So I would yes. not be surprised yeah. that they they are really going all in on the interconnected galaxy, which I'm great with. But I'm I I'd be surprised if we don't see an early version of that temple right in this in this era in the dawn of the Jedi. Yes. Right. Oh, you're talking about like it, it already popped up in Mandoverse, but yeah. Right. To yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I believe Ahsoka goes to some pretty ancient places. Mm-hmm. Once we get to yes. that topic, we can talk about it. Yeah. Well, there's um, so there's a third movie we haven't talked about, right? So right. um Dave Filoni so yeah, uh Dave Filoni has the third movie. Um and it it will interconnect um all of the sort of Ahsoka skeleton crew. Um, Bo- Book of Boba Fett was mentioned. I don't think Skeleton Crew was yeah, mentioned, Mando. Actually, but Book of Boba Fett and Mando no. were all mentioned in it. It the three, yeah, the three were mentioned: Ahsoka, Mando, Book of Boba Fett. But there was like a trailing and others, right? Mm, right? right. So I think it's just the other Mandoverse shows. And if there's ever a um, Rangers yeah. of the New Republic spinoff that yeah, actually which, happens, which I which... think very much is in play, actually. Uh, again, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep talking about the Kathy stuff because that's that's right. I watched all the Kathy stuff, but she said. <laughs> Uh, she was asked point blank, you know, is Rogue Squadron dead? And she was like, absolutely not. Um, but it, we're not sure if we're going to use those concepts in a future feature or if we're going to use them in a show. There you go. Yeah, it's it's I have a feeling. I mean, not to get into speculation about not stuff that happened at Celebration, but, you know, last the end of season two of Mando, we got that. Oh, by the way, here's a here's another series coming in December book of Boba Fett surprise. I, I wonder if it's going to be like, and here's another series that hasn't been announced surprise. Yeah. It's coming. Cause there's, there's some room in the slate that I've noticed with some of the announcements of time timelines, right. With the uh, shows yeah. coming out in the next few years. I, I listened to the same yeah. Kathy interview, Ben, and I believe she said like, no project is really decommissioned. We, we, we just keep them in development, but they're just, they're just sectioned off and we keep going in the development process. And, and at some point we might, you know, we, we might continue it as a movie, as a series. I think she even talked about it being flexible, like Rogue Squadron almost lives as a series now. Mm. Or maybe it's an article I read elsewhere on Hollywood Reporter Variety, but it's like, I, if that moves to a series, like that could make sense. Like it, it's it's so, in, and obviously Rangers of the New Republic, it's still in play, it sounds yeah. like. It, yeah, a lot of stuff's in play. Yeah, yeah, especially from the recent yeah. Mando episode we saw um, where you see um, all the our ranger heroes there. From, oh yeah, you know this was also a new uh, a new era that was put there. Was the new republic defined as the new republic as its own era? Was is a fairly recent yeah. Uh, I mean, development does make me well. wonder yeah. is Zeb in the Rangers of the New Republic because he was in flight suit? Yeah, I mean he is a and ranger is this yeah. a of squad, the New Republic. So. Like I, I don't. It, it, yeah, begs the question. Yeah, he's fully signed up. He's part of the part of the New Republic. It seems like. Um, what I'll say about this announcement is, I apologize uh, for the last year and a half when I, you know, we've talked about all of all of these series culminating in an event, and I think both of you, on numerous times, have brought up it being on the big screen, um, and I <laughs> roundly every single. Every single time I will own my I will own it every single time. I went, no, no, let's do Disney a, Plus a, a Disney yeah. Plus makes no money though. or movie. They, they have to do it. <laughs> no, I am. I am 
so glad I'm wrong, as is usually the case when it comes to Star Wars. Like, I am so excited. And good for Dave Filoni getting a, yeah. getting a directing. Big Star Wars screen. is the ultimate event yeah. film. It's it, it's fitting yeah. for it to return to theaters and just it kind of remain the, 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 the space opera of all time. Yeah. The GOAT, you know, and like yeah. if that can just continue, I think that's that's the main goal with Star Wars. Yeah. And Kathy spoke to that a lot where it's just like, you know, these things have to matter. Like they, they have to have meaning and, um, right. and yeah, they, they, she actually used the word eventize, which doesn't exist, yeah. but, um, it's an event, an event <laughs> that is, uh, that stands apart. Um, this is actually the movie that I have the most fears about because I don't, I don't want Same. Avengers in the, in star Wars. Um, but I have two things I picked up from the interviews over this weekend, kind of tell me that they're conscious of that pitfall right one of them um kathy uh, Kathy said um straight up we don't want star wars to be like everything else like and she was saying that in the same breath as it needs to be an event and it needs to be different and this grand thing and i I think to me and this is again me reading tea leaves right um but that means like no we're clearly not marvel right um they are kind of the opposite of marvel there the other thing is that Um, it does sort of make sense because, uh, Favreau also talked about this, um, and, and Kathleen mentioned it as well, but as time goes on, as they're telling these Mandoverse stories, the new Republic stories, um, they just, they start, you, you can't help, but reach further and touch other parts of the galaxy, things like politics and, you know, the government and like sooner or later, you're going to bump up against these things. You can't just be this. It's not going to be just this lone wolf thing the whole time. Um, nefarious forces, like as you gain power, there will be other powers that will come against you, you know? Um, so it's, it's sort of this organic growing of the galaxy. And that's why we're seeing Coruscant and, you know, we're going to see Genevieve yeah. Riley as Mon Mothma at some point. And, um, in, in the new as a leader of the new republic and um yeah all those things so uh, that was like okay i get it now like th- that would make sense like sooner or later these spheres this venn diagram of ideas and storytelling is going to overlap all three of them and it makes sense for them to do a, a big feature event around it yeah i i'm i'm glad you're feeling uh, <laughs> okay I'm, I'm very i i i so here's the thing i'm I'm, I mean, I'm excited, but I'm also very nervous. And the reason why is they need to thread a needle that Marvel has yet yeah. to be able to thread, which is take the stuff that's in the show and seamlessly integrate it into a movie that tells a complete story that people who haven't seen the TV shows can understand, but also completely satisfies the people who have watched every single episode yeah. of the TV series. It's really hard to do. And I will just say right now, three drinks into the evening, that Marvel has really floundered with that with that ability. Like Doctor Strange is a great example of of just not doing that well at all in my opinion and so i'm a little worried that like to those who haven't watched the series it's going to be like i don't quite understand what's happening and for those of us who watched every single <laughs> episode of every single season, <laughs> it's it's going to feel like there's not enough meat on this boat right yeah. like but but hey i i will be there with opening day and i i hope it goes well i'm just a little apprehensive yeah right. absolutely i I have a good feeling about it. I, I think that the I think the Mandoverse is going to have to answer whatever they pose or they posit it with Thrawn and they'll have to in, in a sort of theatrical experience. They'll be like, OK, well, here he is. We're introducing him in these in Ahsoka. Yeah. Now we're going to we're going to give you the major plot beat about Thrawn in a in a movie like yeah. it, does he perish? 
does he somehow, you know, again, get, you know, stranded in the outer rim and, and come back in <laughs> the new Jedi order era and sort oh, of gosh. like fight Ray, like, like all of our sort of sequel oh, sequel right, ideas right. that we've shared on this podcast numerous times where it's like Thrawn somehow is back in some major way and sort of like the main antagonist, yeah. like, yeah. Ac- like across major, you know, storylines that can last films if need be. Like he is, he's almost a mastermind character. So he's a character that can, keep coming back and never lose basically like he's he's like palpatine but almost like smarter <sighs> smarter no, yeah it's, harder. <laughs> it, it's interesting because well palpatine uses the force in his sort of like mystical prophesizing and i feel like thrawn uses just his logic he's just like yeah sheer just logic. being his, yeah his and it's true ability. yeah it's yeah, yeah it, it, it's very similar though like it's yeah. weirdly similar yeah. um but i would i want to be... see i want to see thrawn look better than Palpatine in Mandoverse and in whatever they do as this film. Yeah. I'd love to see him more capable than Palpatine and restore some stakes because I think, I think we have to jettison Palpatine for a while, just given the handling of Palpatine in the sequel trilogy. I don't think you're going to see Palpatine for a long, (laughs) long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think you're right. I think, I think it's interesting. I, I'd be kind of surprised. And again, this is a person who is constantly wrong with his predictions around Star Wars, but I'd be, I'd be kind of shocked if Thrawn is ultimately dis- dispatched at the end of the Mando verse plotline, because if you, if you read the old EU with Thrawn, you could see the writer's biggest regret is that they killed off Thrawn too early. And and you can see like every book after that was just like the threat of Thrawn, the ghost of Thrawn, this this like other person who was like, like literally another chist that they got who like was supposed to be a body double for Thrawn. So like like you yeah. know like they really didn't but want he was him to smart be dead. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, you, I you know what surprised. I absolutely love, and I don't want to just like keep speculating here, but yeah, yes, so I would, would absolutely do. love if. Thrawn does not die at the end of this Mandoverse storyline and that he just goes back to, uh, you know, the Outer Rim, to his region of the galaxy, the Unknown Regions. Um, and uh, and then he comes back in the New Jedi Order era with the Chiss as the extra galactic yes. threat, as a replacement yeah. of the Yuuzhan Vong. Like, yeah. That would be so interesting to me. I think that's a great call. I think you have yeah. to do something like that. I literally almost like was writing back to you uh, that morning is like use on Vong, use on Vong, exclamation points, not actually thinking where you can get use on Vong because mm-hmm. they're not going to touch that third rail. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. but you are going to get, I think, in this new, you know, the new Jedi Order, you need some extra galactic threat or some okay. other thing that's not just another galactic empire first order. Like you need something yeah. else. That just seemed like they're just lined up to be exactly that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That'd because, be yeah, I mean, and, and we've read so many books, like Thrawn books, where you're, they're the protagonists, but, um, yeah, it would make them, yeah, it would, it would be a nice spin on that when suddenly these protagonists you've been following and you know so much about are now the um, antagonists um, yeah. that you have to fight against. They're also a species that, in the books, use Force users in a way, right? So they are yeah. aware of it, even though they're not aware of it. So you can also bring the force into their thing because they might start realizing, oh, these Jedi that we have to fight against, oh, we have people who use similar abilities. What if we train them? Yeah. You know, and then suddenly you have a dark side users for the chiss, basically. You know, there's a lot of things you can do with that. Yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting if also they did sort of like the the major plot twist of the Yuzhan Vong was that they could neutralize the force. The force didn't affect them. Right. Um, so has, you know, has through tests on Ezra or whatever has Thrawn figured that out. 
Um, It'd also be fun if we did like a conservation of force sort of angle, like the Darth Bane novels, where it's like now the Jedi are rising in the galaxy. Uh, there's sort of a, a reaction, a chain reaction in the unknown regions, the outer, you know, oh, yeah. beyond the galaxy, where like maybe the navigators of the chist start to, you know, lose their force ability or something. Like oh, that. that would be fun to bring in too, because wow. then it's like it gives it. I just want to give the chist, you know, more of a in, more interesting of a motivation than just like we're the we're the bad guys, you know, we're invading this galaxy because I lost, you know, during the Mandoverse or something, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun if there's like some other story element like that you can kind of understand where they're coming from. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we're all kind of in agreement that we think Thrawn will be the antagonist of this Dave Filoni feature film. Is that what? Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think yeah. we all think that. Um, it, it just makes sense um, because they teased it in this next thing we're about to talk about, which oh, is yeah, the segue. <laughs> yeah. Like that segue, guys. We've been doing this. this is, I think this is episode two hundred and eighty-seven. So yeah, we've done a couple of these. Wild. Well, we're done yeah. with new movies, and that was a lot. Like that was a lot of coverage. I think, but that was the can't... kind of the biggest, biggest news. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of great other news. So that's kind of the biggest. Let's talk about the actual trailer we got to chew on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, incredible. Like Ahsoka, just from the score, the visuals, the, just the character reveals. Uh, I was blown away by this trailer. What'd you guys? Me think? too. Yeah, agreed. I am. I was talking to Ben a little bit before he came on. Um, it's coming out in August, which is technically the summer, but like that is like the end of my vacation. So I was <laughs> so of two minds where I'm like, I want it to be August because I want to soak up. So excited for this at the same time. That just means it's the end of my vacation. So we'll see. That's usually my slow time. So I'll be making my Balin uh, cosplay outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you as obsessed with Balin as I am? Oh, is- yeah. We are very excited, I think, for the characters. Uh, and obviously, um, uh, we we even got uh, Ray Stevenson on stage talking about the character uh, at, at day two of Celebration. That was sure. fantastic. Yeah. With Lars, but, obviously, talking about Thrawn. And they were together, which makes me think yeah. possibly in the story that they're going to be entangled in some way as well. Yeah, yeah I wonder who it could be. Um, <laughs> So, Adam, me, now, now is, I'm just passing it to you, Adam. That's my it's gonna be me so cocky and so dead wrong. Um, okay, anyone remember Star Trek Into Darkness, where they for like two years said he's not playing Khan, he's playing John Harrison. <laughs> Who's this John Harrison character, right? And then we're like, it's Khan, we know it's Khan, just say it's Khan. Yeah, okay, great, it's Khan. Yeah. He's a hundred percent Seabouth. He's the clone. He's the clone of Seabath. He's the yes. dark Jedi insane Seabath yes. from, from Heir to the Empire. 100%. I mean, they name check Heir to the Empire yeah. like two sentences into this trailer. <laughs> yeah. Like, anyway. So for people that, that haven't yes. read Heir to the Empire, do you want to um, explain who this character is? Um, sure. I can in general. Uh, Seabath is a um, – he's a clone from um, – during the um, – during the – what are they calling it now? The fall of the Jedi era, basically, is a clone from the from the from the that era, probably trail end of on on Mount Tantis, right? Oh, so yes. we're seeing all this stuff lining up in all the series. I, it's hard, like I we know Filoni loves um, the old EU. It it just feels like he's going to use it. Seabouth is looks a little different in the comics, but he's a he's an older gentleman with gray hair. Yeah, <laughs> like. He has a crazy beard in the comics and the in the drawings, but not so much. It just seems like you're going to use this. Thrawn knew that in order to have bring back the Empire, basically to control it, he needed 
dark Jedi or Sith on his side. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, it just seems like that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. It may be one of those things where they try to split the difference and never actually call him that, but I, he's going to be working for Thrawn. Right. I assume. Yeah, it is. It's going to be hard to control a force user though. Like what is the argument that's swaying this force user to work for Thrawn? Like that's, that's, I think yeah. the most fascinating. Yeah. Inf- like part of the storytelling that I'll be, you know, focused on. And, um, I would, it just, Ray Stevenson talked about the character alluding to, it's like sort of an Arthurian knight. I think the full yeah. name of the character is Balin Skull. Nice. And um, I think he said at one point, and uh, it's interesting to me because I'm wondering if they're not doing Sabaoth and they're not, if they just change up the story slightly, I, I it would be interesting maybe if it's like a Jedi of old that, that he, yeah. Thrawn's yeah. cloned. And I think Sabaoth yeah. was, a, was he a Purge era Jedi that he was cloned. He from, was. Or he was also ancient. So, I thought. Right? No. So or he old. was. So what's interesting is there was a book called Outbound Flight. Um, that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That he was on this basically. He was the Jedi assigned to this extra galactic, like basically generational ship that the Jedi during Anakin and Obi Wan's era sent out to just basically explore, explore the, the outer rim, beyond the outer rim. Right. So we get that Thrawn finds this because of this, but we also know in the outbound flight novel, which again, it's been 20 years since I read it, but he interacts with Anakin uh, when he was a Jedi. So there's also been a lot of rumblings of, of Hayden Christensen and Anakin showing up in, in Ahsoka. So if you could tell it, we also seem to know that there's gonna be flashback in this. So you might get a little bit of that outbound flight told a little bit, right? Because you also right. might have an interaction be, with, with Seabouth and, and Thrawn in the unknown, in the Chiss region, regions at some point, right? Like depending on timeline, what you're going to have. And then part of me wonders if he's, if he's a clone, he might not know who he is, right? So the name they've given him might be the name he goes with, even though he's a clone, right? Yeah. So it might be the way they can kind of get away, around it. That'd be great. It'd be fun to have a reveal scene where it's like, actually, your name's uh, Sabaoth or yeah. J something. His name starts with a J, I forget. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's well, <laughs> so... Joris with one U is yes, the original, Joris. and Joris with two U's yeah. is yes. the clone, which is also how you get uh, Luke Skywalker. But anyway, let's but not talk about also, that. There's also a woman who's wielding a lightsaber as well, the same sort of like yep. no orange, idea. red hot orange blade. Um, yeah. uh, Ivana Sakno is the She is just character, like yeah. the wrecking actress. house in a shot. It looks great. Um, but, uh, but, but again, back to like how Thrawn may be enticing these characters to do what they're doing. Uh, we do see like a, a, a what looks like a, a duel in the world between worlds, like at the yes. end. Yes. Uh, yeah. Of and like, yeah, we talked about possible clone Dark Jedi. Uh, you know, there's obviously other uh, animals that could, they could totally, you know. There's time travel. Thanks, Dave. Smith. Thanks, Dave. I, yep. I think they're uh, definitely leaning into clones throughout the entire man. Yeah. Do you, you want to hear clone Jedi? Um, but um, there, so they're standing in what looks like the world between worlds and it just it makes me think like is there a way that thrawn has convinced this jedi that like if they utilize this power they can basically change history or stop the fall of the jedi? like you know what i mean like is there something yeah. there that it's like oh now their motivation makes sense and like there's a righteous motivation for the villains or something like that um uh th- that would be interesting like I- i'm just wondering how he's controlling these clones because I have to imagine force users wouldn't be susceptible to sort of like the chips of the programming, like sort of systems that like worked on the clones. Like I, it's, 
got to be harder yeah. to control force users. It's just my own, yeah. you know, thoughts on it. Yeah. No, I think that's really interesting. Um, I gotta be honest. I was half paying attention because my mind was going tinfoil hat about uh, who the who the female the, the right. female force right. user is. Yeah. All right. You know what? Three drinks in, I'm going crazy. Uh, it's Mara Jade okay. because with a with a with a different hair dye job, like she is such an integral part to the heir to the empire, right? Oh yeah, plotline. And I'm like, I'm watching her. I'm like, she totally could be mm. Damper's hand. That they just aren't going to give her red hair. And part of me is like, is this one of those things where they're actually just dyeing the hair in post? Like, is oh, it is it it's is actually, it actually red, red? But they made it. But white. they don't want to. They don't want to do it for the trailer. Right, because we did get that red Lucasfilm. <laughs> text yeah. as well which was so cool yeah. to see i was like nice yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. I'll, I'll stop <laughs> that's no great. yeah I, I don't know i i can't go i just have to go this is another dark jedi yeah i, I think that's probably. Some kind. and again like let's just throw out a couple more ideas besides clones if, they, if they're not clones because i think like, yep. we're, clearly they're probably clones that have been no but there are definitely other program forever yeah but yeah. um could be whoever, would be interesting yeah. if it's almost they're almost mirror characters characters to ahsoka where they're jedi who served in the clone wars and sort of like you know their sabers bled instead of purified you know like that's all it is like the difference is like the way that they operated after the clone wars was just they did dark deeds and to survive Mm -hmm. and all this all this sort of stuff where it's like ahsoka is obviously you know gained this like clarity towards like refined jedi sight you know at this point that it's like she's kind of the ultimate jedi with the white sabers and yeah yeah but um yeah, that could so be another good. angle for them. But again, I, yeah, yeah, it's got to be clones. It's, it's just I weird know, that they're rapidly I, aging. I think that's what Ray Stevenson. I, you know, he's got to be, uh, you know, middle aged, you know, on the older side. And it's are they, are they rapidly aged these clones? Like, I, I can't remember from the series, but they do come out like aged. Like yeah. I, I know yeah. he is. But I, I, it also could be a misdirect for me, right? Where, where you're right, Grant, that it is not. It's just, it's just Dark Jedi. And it'd be interesting to see Dark Jedi that aren't Inquisitors, right? Which is like, which are great, and and those are interesting. But to see people have fallen, not in service necessarily to the Empire, but for some other reason, right? I, I'd be really interested to see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they're probably yeah. clones. I mean, like pro- probably, but <laughs> they're probably and like you said, they're probably coming out of the vats. For, I don't know. You know. Like that's where the technology needs to go, right? That's how we get yeah. help. It's, right it's, out of the vat, like, fully grown bodies are just coming out all shriveled, like it's. <laughs> Yeah, good. I mean, so I haven't read Heir to the Empire in like 20 years, so yeah, I 25 years. So when I, I read remember... Outbound Flight, I was like, oh, this connects to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. it's it, And I remembered nothing. So watching this, they sort of set up two different sets of villains, right? They're like, they set up these Dark Jedi with, um, I'd like to talk more about the lightsabers at some point where, you know, there's a lot of debate. Like, they're not really red, they're kind of orange, which is like significant. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then she's like, you know, there's been whispers that Thrawn wants to be the heir to the empire and, um, and he's sort of set up separately from that. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe they're in separate places. Maybe this is the origin story of their meeting. And then in that, you know, they will join up with Thrawn in the, um, in the feature film or something. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But they just it was I was just like excited to see different Jedi doing, you know, different dark Jedi that we've never seen before um, as a force to be reckoned with in the galaxy. We don't even know if they know each other. I mean, we assume they do. Their lightsabers are like the exact same color. Right. Um, They have the same color hair. It's like they look related. 
Um, yeah. Her her speed and his just hulking stature yes. got me so amped for like saber battles. I was like, oh yeah, this is yeah. why I love Star Wars. Is just like just epic saber fights. You know, exchanging philosophy during the duel. Like that's th- th- those are literally my favorite moments in Star Wars. Yeah, and there's plenty of uh, lightsaber fodder in the uh, in the trailer as well. There's a lot of those um, sort of like Grievous's bodyguard uh, droids. Um, what are those things called? Uh, I, yeah, they're, they're yeah, just, the assassin like, droids or whatever, like HK units or something. Um, yeah, yeah they've so they've evolved. Um, they've evolved a little bit, uh, but it's the same sort of idea. It's like those force pikes, and the, um, you know they're doing their best at getting shredded by Ahsoka. Um, which is always fun, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, looks, looks pretty, uh, pretty beautiful. Uh, yeah. I love that. Everything's almost like half crimson now too. Like the droids are painted half crimson. Like yeah. are the, is the project cinder stuff? Is that all that stuff basically taking place? Like, is this, I think is what Thrawn that. is what Thrawn inherited sort of like, uh, connected to Exegol and all that stuff. Like, is it is the Sith Eternal stuff connected to what Thrawn is doing? Where does that connection begin, if there is a connection at all? And I got to imagine that the the, the orders coming down the line to clone, like you know, uh, do all these cloning experiments. I got to imagine that's coming from Palpatine's you know contingency plan and right. Palpatine, right? Like, why is Thrawn obsessed with cloning? He must be serving a higher master, right? Like, that's, I don't know. Thrawn could be his own master at this point. I mean, I I think that's what it's be. Right. As far as we know, Thrawn's motivations are to pool the resources of the galaxy to fight off extra galactic threats. Um, Like, that's always been his thing. And I think, and he's always been interested in the Empire being like, oh, this is a good way to control, to bring order to an entire galaxy. And it was, he's always wanted it. It'd be interesting. So this, this definitely happens, you know, our timeline with the empire is that like, uh, you know, Palpatine died the first time in return of the Jedi. Right. And then there was remnants are being cleaned up called, uh, operation cinder where all mm-hmm. the rogue elements go and try and destroy everything. Um, and then it, it culminates in the battle of Jakku where essentially all the whole, the bulk of the empire's fleet has been destroyed. And that's only, I think that's, like six years ABY. So only like a year after um, it happens a year after return of the Jedi. So um, that all happens pretty quick. So that's in the past. And then the next thing we know, we find, you know, we pick up the Sith Eternals, you know, Snoke, the Sith Eternal and like, and all that stuff 20 years after that. So 27 years or something. So uh, no, yeah, 20 years pretty much. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of room to fill in there, and I'm kind of hoping that, you know, Thrawn maybe tried to sweep in there and pick up and control these remnants, but they were under order to follow Palpatine and create the, you know, Sith Eternal. But it'd be interesting if if Thrawn had to sort of battle those orders from Sith Eternal right. yeah. to sort of commandeer yeah. their ships and take that power back and, and become the heir. And so he's he's getting it from both sides, from, you know, yeah. whatever yeah. powers that be in um, the new alliance or the new republic and then also the sith eternal yeah. internally right like you'll have to deal yeah. with that internal threat and then i mean I'm, i would love to theorize it right now that maybe palpatine is gonna have a big deal to do with thrones undoing you know at the yeah. end of all this yeah that's a really that's, that's interesting point. like i wonder if we do get some palps right. in, in from the movie the... yeah um and that's the other thing it's like I, I feel like when you're talking about that era there's there's the 
It feels like there's two sides of the empire. There are the uh, culty side of the empire that's all in on Palpatine and his dark side powers, and I want to be the Sith Eternal in this. And then there's all the rest, all the other generals who are just military people who are probably more likely to side with Thrawn, right? That are just going to be like, no, I, I just I don't care about this dark side stuff. I just believe in order. Right. And so it'll be interesting to see. Oh, I love right. that. Yeah. The race oh, loans. There's the religious yeah. commentary we need in Star yeah. Wars is like, who is this mystic communal, yeah. you know, the uh, side of the uh, the remnant empire. And then, then the sort of like tacticians right. and the officers yeah. and the military men, you know, like all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I guess the other thing to mention about the trailer that we have, and it's just like all the rebels people show up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Everyone rebels, like pretty much. Yeah. We get them all in, in one moment or another other than Zeb. But we just got Zeb last week. So it makes sense why they left him out of the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess we haven't even talked about that. Right. No. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the the uh, Harrison Dula, lots of Hera, which is great to see her in live action. Oh, and awesome. lots of Sabine Wren as well with long hair. Um, I think we do mm-hmm. see one frame with her with her hair cut again. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like when we I, I, obviously it's like probably early season where we see it, and we also see yeah. some of those like mirror images from Rebels, um, from the sort right. of end of the last yeah. episode. Yeah, that's the big thing I want to talk to you guys about, which is I think we were constantly trying to peg where Ahsoka would be on the timeline uh, compared to Rebels, and uh, it looks like they're standing in that very structure and the ships flying off. It almost looks like the the end shot of yeah. Rebels. Yeah. Uh, if you if you look at how the ships are flying, yeah, I don't know if we've covered it in this podcast, but uh, there was a timeline reveal for Ahsoka, and it'll be eight episodes, and the first four episodes will be before that moment on yep. on in Lothal, um, where they they go to join, and then four episodes after. Um, so we'll see a little bit of that lead up to where you know what brought them there, and then, there might be yeah. a, I think there's a, a not insignificant time jump in the middle there. Yeah, I'm guessing those four. I mean, because we do see a lot of rebellion era people, right? And then, and yeah. then, like we see, mm-hmm. we see rebellion um, leadership, cost leadership and costumes. Yeah, new republic. And then, yeah, uh, no, but I think rebellion at that era, right? Like, like uh, I, I don't know. I thought we mean the the hologram with um, Mon Mothma and yeah, but we actually Grand. see some like rebel like rebel soldiers. Like we see that that costume from like. Oh, you're the original right. trilogy. Yeah. So I think that's what that's going to be. And I think we're going to get a gi- giant, well, not giant, but like a six year, seven year time jump that brings you mm. squarely in the middle of Mandoverse era. So I think yeah. you're going to get like a. Yeah, um, that's what I feel is missing with Ahsoka, too, is sort of like she's sort of this wayward swords, uh, you know, uh, Jedi, um, sort of neutral Jedi who's just traveling. And it's like, wh- where was she coming from and where is she going? Like, I think we just need a tiny bit more information just about what her motivations are right now in the timeline. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she seems yeah. to just be like, this was fascinating when she was first like ejected from the Jedi order. Actually, she quit. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She you just, can't fire me. I quit. Right. And so she like just sort of went just, walked through Coruscant and immediately got wrapped up in some personal entanglement and she tries to help. And, um, and, and then she, you know, is like, has to move on and then she finds another family and we know from the Ahsoka novel and she tries to help them and, you know, while remaining incognito and like gets pushed into another conflict and just tries to help and and, like the people she's with. And it's, um, it's cool. That's the, the wandering swords woman story. I think yeah, she, she also seems to be like going with the wind now, yes. though, instead of like the finding force. safe harbor, and yes. protecting people and things like that. It's like she's really just, tr- yeah, following the force yeah. and, and that- on the trail of Thrawn. I mean, like when we get the brief glimpse of her in Mando and then I guess in, we get Book of Boba Fett, too. But uh, it's like 
she seems to be hot on the trail of Thrawn. Like that seems to be the story so far with her. So here's a wild thought because I was also while you were talking about kind of like who is Ahsoka and this wandering swordswoman story plot. We do yeah. know that she becomes well connected with Luke at some point, right? Because when yeah. we see her in the Book of Boba Fett, it's not like she and Luke are seem like old friends or old colleagues, or at least they they clearly know each other quite well. We know we can de-age our original trilogy characters quite well at this point. We're going to get more Luke, at least. Do you think Do you think part of what we're going to get in this movie, to jump back to the movie, because I think the movie is going to be really closely connected to the Ahsoka yeah. stuff. Do you think we get original trilogy and Han on one more, one more oh, wow. in this movie? I mean, yeah, that would make that would make an event. That would make it an event, right? Yeah, right. That could only that could only be told on the big screen. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I was thinking Luke. I was thinking Luke would definitely be in the film. Yeah, I would like, think so. Uh, yeah, like the other. Because yeah. that makes sense. Like, there's, there's that be. huge gap. We don't know about them. They're all there. You know, the all this like legend stuff with heir to the empire, you know, happened. But it's like it would make sense that like there was this other threat too that wasn't really integral to the Skywalker saga plot, but like the, the gang got together for to help fight. Um, yeah. And uh, that, you know, you could do that. That's a, that's a great call out of my thing. I think they, they, that's a, a great way to make that an event. Yeah. And not that you center the movie around them, because I don't want to steal from the Mandiverse, but at least like a good, you know, 15 <laughs> minute scene in the middle where it's just like, you know, we need help. Who do we call? And suddenly Millennium Falcon would come swooping in with Luke and Leia and Han, yeah. you know, and Chewie. There's so... It wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. Don't. I, I don't know about that. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> oh, I do. It, no, because it, it sets an awful precedent because it's like the sequels kind of never give you the, the Trinity. Like they never give you that moment. Right. And it's like, but, you're really going to drop that on us now. And then like the, the sequels kind of just they're so broken. Like Luke is Star so Wars defeated. I wouldn't Wars. be surprised if like. Grogu gets abducted and is used to make like Snoke and like yeah. Luke is like this galaxy is awful. Yeah. Like uh, Luke is yeah. <laughs> like Luke needs to like he's shattered yeah. and like okay. if they have a heroic moment with the the old band. It's like to me it's like no we have the shattering has to begin here. We have to really start this journey of like these are soul shattered humans by the yeah. next time we see them. But I mean maybe it so, could be the event that that prompts him he's feeling good and then that prompts yeah. him to create to, to create the the school, right? And then yeah. um I don't know and then you know and that's where I mean that's ultimately right. where it shattered I mean, where's you know the fallout was Star Matthew. Wars was created by a man who constantly went back and trying to uh, fix quote unquote his art. Yeah. Right. Like Star Wars has brought, ha, has always been that. Think of the old EU. The old EU and even the new EU has been used to try to not necessarily retcon things, but to build out and art and, and connect arcs to things to are literally provide. going up a letter grade due to like backfilling. Yes. Which I'm exactly. like, oh, this is actually better now. 100 percent Right. That's what Star Wars does. That's why Star Wars is super popular. First order stuff in Mando so, where it's like I am now liking these films more. Yeah, like agreed. It does prop the the prop the current products up when you start to backfill yeah. them. And one of the biggest yeah. complaints about the 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 sequel trilogy which I love, but I do tend to also agree with this one complaint or kind of not even complaint, but kind of like, that's a bummer is that we never saw, saw our old gang back together again. Yeah. Right. Mm. They're going to, they're going to not quote unquote fix it, but they're going to use this opportunity to give fans that I 
guarantee you from a corporate standpoint. <laughs> but even from like a cynical it's corporate standpoint, you have to do that. Be like the ultimate Harrison Ford. That's sort the of question like, is whether he signed off on it or not. Like besides Dial of Destiny, however Dial of Destiny is received, I'm 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 eagerly anticipating it. I think it looks incredible. I think it looks amazing. I, I, that new trailer. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. So I have ready. theories about what the dial does. Uh-huh. might mean. Oh, interesting. Sort of stuff. I'd love an indie pod after this <laughs> if you guys have time. Quick indie. But, um, we'll do. No, but just after indie comes out. DH Han yeah. and just capture that swag in yeah. some way. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just watched Die Hard the other day. Like, the Bruce Willis swag. Like, somehow mm-hmm. we should recreate that in 20 years. But, um. Like if you can recapture the Han Solo swag with Harrison Ford just one last yeah. time, that would just be, yeah. I don't know, impeccable. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't. I think Harrison Ford's biggest thing is he doesn't want to play Han Solo again. But that doesn't mean he won't sign off on someone else playing Han Solo with his head, head digitally attached. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think he. I think he knows. Well, I mean, Lucasfilm's already like photographed him. Yeah. Like, Ten ways to Sunday. Yeah. It's like it's gonna be. He's because he's definitely in hundreds and hundreds of you know. I'm, but I think uh, I'm most people's computers yeah, over there. Right? All the Iron Reich too. Like I don't know. There might be a way to age him up, or I don't know what Uh-oh. he's looking like these days. Yeah. But um, yeah. There's there's options there, or he could character actor and like yeah, super. He will he'll play yeah. right, and then they'll de-age the Harrison on top, on top of him, yeah. and then it'll be like this combined performance. Which I kind of love and, it because he does have the body. He does have the mechanics yeah. of Harrison yeah. Ford down. He does get the body language down. Yeah. I will say that, like, the thing about how Destiny, I swear this actually connects, is I am super fascinated about how much of this movie is actually takes place in with D.H. Harrison Ford. Because every time they show they show up, I'm like, takes place with D.H. Harrison Ford? Or is it, like, five minutes? But the, the, the point is, is, like, clearly he's probably just, like, Harrison Ford's probably like, oh, this is great. So I'm like, I only have to act for half this movie and, like, it's <laughs> yeah. D.H. He just be and put me on someone's younger body. He'll totally sign off on it. He's like, I'm cool. Yeah. Just do it. I, I do think the stakes do ride with Grogu a little bit, though. Like, I feel like he's central yeah. to this cloning operation. And like, if he's they're the going to bring back the Palpatine, they're going to need the the M's from mm-hmm. Grogu. And it's going to be brutal for everyone. Yeah. I'm just I'm just telling everyone to brace yourself. I really do think <laughs> it's a it's a stake mechanic to, for Grogu. Yeah. Like it's. I, we all are so connected to that. Child I know, at this yeah, point. so much. They better not touch a hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and honestly, no, yeah, they, I'm also uh, hoping this feature film won't be the end of the Mandalorian too. It might be. I mean, because it could be six years before no, it comes out. So I don't think so. Um, yeah, it could be. It could be a long time until we see this film, but still, um, yeah. Oh man, if they if they heard Grogu, I, like, I think it depends on Star Wars. <laughs> They need to find a way to time jump Grogu into the new Jedi uh, Order era, which they will do, which is like we have in, we have created the world between worlds and we've time jumped a character before. Oh, my gosh. So he'll still be a baby in like in, in the new Jedi Order. I think he still would be mathematically anyway. Wouldn't he just be like a like a an eight year old yeah, on that with that like, math or maybe yeah, a 10 year old? Yeah, he might be like a 10 year old. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, he would be like, what, eight yeah. then? So. So that makes him five. Yeah. I don't know. How <laughs> 100 years works. old. Is no, like he'd be 10, 10 years be 10. old. Nine, eight, nine. Probably like seven. Yeah. Or... They age differently. Yeah, right? exactly. So seven or eight. Be, it might happen all at once. You yeah. Never know. Different, He's different already chattering, yeah. so, which is so adorable. It's very true. Honestly. His little nose. Well, actually, if 52, yeah. if 52 is two years old. Yeah. He's probably going to be like 
Three. <laughs> three and a half, four. <laughs> oh, man. They, they kind of paid themselves in the corner, but I think Ben's solution of yeah, like they age differently they can, is the way you There's go. not a lot of science in Star Wars, guys. Yeah. Do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true of different species. Different species of age. I do want to hear Ray say Grogu yeah. or something. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. What's a Grogu? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I am so, I mean, we, we kind of sped past it. Did we even talk about? Yeah, because we're in Soka trailer. But like, I am so happy that we're getting Ray back. I like one of my favorite characters. Oh yeah, new movies ended with that Daisy Ridley taking the stage and being like, "I'm back." Yeah, I know. I wasn't able to see that live. I saw some like people's phone footage. It was terrible. But apparently, like they played the Ray thing when she came out in like all her grandeur. And like, I would have, I wanted to get a high fidelity version of that because I would have wept openly. I, I, if I was in that I room, I would have cried. Yeah. I, I honestly know myself. I would have actually cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so happy. She crushes. Totally can, we, can we agree that in she, the sequel trilogy, like she crushes? Yeah. Every yeah. scene yeah. she's in, like it's astounding. A hundred percent. No matter how you feel about any individual movie or the series as a whole, like I can't imagine you saying Ray's bad. Ray. Like Ray is it's, so it's, like. Yeah. No matter what, we get Ray out of it, which is absolutely worth it. She's such a great character. She's so good. We're totally gonna get John Boyega back as as Finn. Just calling. I hope now. so. It's man. gonna happen. I, I don't. You know, I don't want that movie to happen without him. Honestly, I, I just exactly. really. Yeah, I would same. really super bummed. But if, if but it, with, with Finn coming back, I want him to come back in a big yes. way where yes. we almost push maybe Poe out of the story yeah. and we do lots more. Poe po comes in for a scene, does some whatever. Yeah, he'll have to make an appearance. Gone. But no, I I want Boyega to like have a movie. You know, like. There's already some great yeah. art of well, him as a Jedi with like a blaster and like a cape and like a, you know, yeah. a green lightsaber or something. And it's like, yeah, man, yeah, let's, I want that Finn and I want that John Boyega real bad. I know. And he's savvy and knows what he wanted and didn't get from the original sequel yeah. trilogy, which sounds like we would say. So he's not going to sign. Well, on let's not cross words here. The sequel trilogy, not the original yeah. trilogy. New Jedi Order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Then we'll talk about the sequel, yeah, sequel trilogy. So we, um, you guys are intelligent and know things about movies. Um, Charmaine uh, 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 Obed Shinoy. Uh, I'm hoping I'm not yeah. obliterating her name too hard there. Um, what has she done? What What do we know her from? Uh, Miss Marvel. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, she did episodes of Miss Marvel, which is one of the best directed of the Marvel TV series. That sounds like fate praise. It's not. I love the way that that okay. show was directed. So very excited for that. Um, I don't know, Grant. I don't know features, but I know that she did Miss Marvel. I don't have IMDb up in front of me right okay. now, but I think she's yeah. actually an acclaimed filmmaker and has done other really incredible yeah. films. She's uh, done some possible documentaries, documentaries yeah, too. I documentaries. documentaries okay. I remember documentaries. She may have won an yeah, Oscar, filmmaker. maybe. I don't know. That sounds right. Yeah. But did that also did Miss Marvel? So she's dipped her toe in, you know, in in movies or in fiction. Yes. Yeah. And I loved Miss Marvel. I thought Miss Marvel was just some of the snappiest, quickest, uh, smartest it's sort of so well directed, uh, yeah, storytelling. Like I thought it was like just yeah. I thought the way they did texting in that show was incredible, just graphically. I, I loved the sort of like family dynamic in that show, and uh, so thought it was good. so yeah, just tight. Like I thought like everyone said exactly what they needed to say say to each other, sort of like create the drama and create the stakes and i thought that was just so so economic basically it was economics a great word for that show because there's very i can't i i want to go back and rewatch it and i don't normally do that with the marvel shows but i don't remember a time of ever just like being like 
going for my phone and be like, what are we doing here? Like scenes didn't go on too long. Everything just kind of moved whips map, like just everything moved the plot forward. Yeah. Felt and like the, the lead actress, I think just oh, crushed so charming, it. so crushed yeah. it. And I think like that movie, uh, the Marvels, Marvels, incredible. So I think for that. Yeah. she's going to carry a big portion of that film just with her charisma mm-hmm. and they're just her, I don't know, spunk, sassy, fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I super fun. Marvel yeah. a lot. So that was fantastic. So I, I pulled up, um, yeah, uh, Shermin, uh, Obed, uh, Shinois, um, mm-hmm. IMDb. She won two Oscars, both for documentaries on short subjects. Uh, one was for a girl in the river, uh, the Prince of forgiveness and saving face. Um, and then, yeah. And then she's got like 29, there's like nine winners different from international film festivals for uh, reinventing mm. the Taliban. Like she's, yeah, a lot, a lot of documentaries um, in there. Yeah. And then um, she has a ton of producer credits, uh, a life too short, uh, let girls dream freedom fighters, um, student athlete, doc world ladies first. It's, you know, it's cool. Uh, women with Gloria Steinem. So I'm, yeah, I'm seeing a little bit of a, uh pattern here um but yeah she's great i I assumed like they they tapped her because she would have the star power to bring in great um actors and probably a of like a, a like a yeah and also a a, a, a yeah. view right that yeah. she wants to bring to right. this and a, i'm right what i'm all for fresh what's your yeah, meaning fresh yeah, this is something this that, that um kathleen yeah. kept drilling um home on this is just like what what is your issue like what what do you stand for um, what, what is your thing and, and bring that to the characters. And, um, so she clearly has it. I think it's an interesting call as a doc, a primary doc filmmaker, um, to have them do that. She's like, I'm just going to shoot a documentary in star Wars. So just use it. ILM. You just cook it up, um, get it all made. And uh, yeah. I'll just follow the action. <laughs> well, I mean, with, as yeah. being a documentary filmmaker, I'm sure she's going to find Stories. those yeah. nuggets that are interest her and she's going to have something to say. And I think that's going to be exciting, yeah. exciting with, you know, Daisy Ridley returning and sort of yeah. using that character as, for, you know, whatever that means to use Ray Skywalker in the new trilogy uh, or uh, this new Jedi Order film. Like, I have to imagine that's going to be, you know, you're sort of you're going to have to take heed to the, the Palpatine sort of cloning stuff. There's a dark tinge to the character yeah. is is something else going to happen there. And like, how does starting this new school how does this basically save ray or how does how does she orchestrate this and and how does her light side sort of activate and and counter all that dark side stuff that we know is gonna always probably be in her story i mean i I would bring boyega in as like an executive producer as well like give him that credit let him tell a story let him really flex because he's a producer right now he's making films he's got a strong voice and, and and good ideas and I think, you know, you bring him in and you let him help tell the story um, and, and tell his story yeah, and really flex what he can do because I'm sure it's fantastic and um, yeah. that character deserves it. And I wonder if the documentary filmmakers is, 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 is really, it's really a smart direction to go because these movies are often made as we've seen with like episode seven and nine in particular, um, they have to pivot a lot like episode seven is all about pivots if you watch that the making of like they had a different thing going on they didn't quite know how it was going to happen production got shut down they had to figure it out and and documentaries are made in the edit right it, documentaries are made from shooting a ton of films doing a lot of interviews and then 
figuring out what the through line is yeah. afterwards. So th these are individuals who know how to they pivot. They call that spray quickly, and pray. Right? As stories yeah. start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As stories start forming in front of them. Right. So she might be shooting this film and seeing a really interesting plot line starting to develop that no one else recognized. Right. And be able to bring it out or because of something happens that she's able right. to pivot with it. Yeah. You know, in a thoughtful way that some other filmmakers. Right. She'll have been a lot more tools in her tool belt. And, um, you know, I don't want to yeah. pigeonhole her as a doc filmmaker. Um, you know, she's a filmmaker. No, so, not at all. Um, whatever she does, um, well, you know, I'm excited to see. Um, and, it, and it's just, it's a great choice, I think. Woof. Okay. Um, we're still going here about halfway through. Why don't we get into uh, <laughs> High Republic? Um, this is one thing I'm terrified of because my mind doesn't, hasn't been in the world in a long time. Um, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. we've got a bunch of High Republic comics to catch up on that run in parallel to what was Path of yeah. Deceit? Was that the Couple last books. book? We... No. Uh, yeah. Uh, Path of Vengeance? Oh my gosh. Well, Path of Deceit and then the second book. Path of Deceit, we definitely the, did. The second book with the marriage. Um, uh, oh, right. Conver Convergence? These names. Convergence and now we and have Cataclysm. Cataclysm is out yet. There's a lot Cataclysm. of material oh, just yeah, Cataclysm just dropped. So yeah. we haven't um, read that yet. That is on the docket. That'll be in the next month. We'll cover that. Um, yep. And then, yeah, uh, yeah uh, that's going to be fantastic. So I'm already like way in the weeds on <laughs> Republic. We're going to, we're also going to cover, Same. Um, uh, what's the comic? The Blade. Thank the you. Blade. We're going to cover the, the Blade oh, on um, Wednesday um, or sometime next week, whatever we cover whenever yeah. we do yeah next time um, next time. so that'll be good yeah. but we got uh titles for both the adult novels and the uh middle reader i believe is what they how they call it um uh middle grade novels. Right. so uh so trials of the jedi is going to be phase three and um first we've got eye of darkness uh by george mann um which is going to come out november of this year so we're going to flip to phase three this year which is exciting um, and then we're going to get Temptation of the Force by Tessa Grattan. Um, that's going to be summer of next year, 2024. And then we're going to get Trials of the Jedi by Charles Sewell. So Charles Sewell will bookend this, which is going to be fantastic. Um, spring 2025. Um, so, yeah, it's a long yeah. outlay there. And then um, Middle Reader, we have uh, Escape from Valo by Daniel Jose Alder and Alyssa Wong. Nice. That's Jan January of oh. next year. Alyssa Wong is the um, is the yes. Dr. Afra uh, yeah. author of the comic. Um, yeah. yeah, so it should yeah. be there. That's great. Uh, Beware the Nameless uh, by Zerata Cordova. It's going to be summer 2024. And A Valiant Vow by Justina Ireland, uh, spring 2025. Um, so big outlay of time there. I mean, that we're talking two books in 2024? Like, um, yeah. Yeah, two of the main runs. Will that be the end of this comics. phase and this era of the storytelling because i think we are I mean, be we're 100 years in the past yeah. i think from the first three right. novels and then right. then we'll have acolyte obviously which is still technically high republic um so right and phase three jumps us back right to the end exactly. of phase one yeah. right so that's starting in november um, yeah which i yeah. can't wait to see because yeah. it's a really interesting dark oh, time yeah. i mean i think there was like yeah i mean some of these titles i'm like oh my god dude like it's just like they just keep taking L's so hard. It sounds yeah, like a downer. I, I feel like right. they're taking all the great titles though. Oh, like great the titles. titles are fantastic so far. Great titles. They're so good. Yeah. But I feel like like the higher public, because there's how much time between the end of phase three and the accolade, there's yes. quite a bit of time, right? 
So I feel like you have to have them come out triumphant at the end of yes, phase in three. Some, you know, and then only to with a giant trail of well, Jedi. <laughs> should we say and also knowing that, and also knowing that Darth Sidious is is uh, is is down the down the line there's, pretty soon. There's other things, and right. I, I'm sorry that I'm so vague on all this. There, there's another book that's slated called uh, Tales of Light and Life, um, which is like a lot of yeah. It's it's kind of like from a short story. Short story. But I have heard we're gonna yeah. see what yeah. happened to Bariaga in that. But we're gonna yeah. So great, we're gonna hear you're gonna his triumphant uh, survival, his triumphant yeah, and return. Bariaga's not yeah. in the acolyte. Uh, maybe <laughs> there is a um, uh, there, there is a Wookiee Wookie Jedi, and they are yes, long lived. They sure are. Any, um, mm. I know that uh, Junus uh, Samatoro. I'm, I'm, I think I'm butchering his last name. Um, yeah, he, he arrived with the yeah, cast. He's gonna play that Wookiee. <laughs> um, so Bariaga yeah. Agabari. I don't know. I'm saying there's a chance. Live action. Yeah. We're gonna get him. I'm calling it. I I'm gonna be wrong on everything I've called tonight, everyone. So I think do we're not lay money Jedi down from the higher public novels. Oh yes. I, do you want to? Should we? Should we just send the acolyte? Yeah, that spoiler way. wall up. Want to like, know nothing about the acolyte? We're about to <laughs> dive just head. Yeah, that's a good point. This. Yeah. So the next two topics, the acolyte and the skeleton crew trailer, like these are not available right. online. Um, they were only on there. There were some pirated versions that I watched. Um, actually there, I mean, they were just on Instagram, so it's not even like I had to go searching for it. It's not my, it's not my fault. Yeah. It's someone else's fault for putting it up. I didn't need to use the dark web or anything. However, the quality was so bad that like it did nothing, but there was a lot of leaked, not leaked, but there's a lot of like written articles about what happened. So it's probably going to be six months before any of this stuff actually comes out to the rest of us. So if you want to be like completely, yeah. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see it. Here's a good point to press stop and jump off. Um, we're going to talk about what others saw, and I kind of saw grainily and heard muddled. <laughs> yeah, well, not not great video feeds, but um, yeah, um, no. yeah. I mean, so I know next to nothing about the acolyte. I did see a frame where we saw um, a character that we have seen for, uh, uh, before. Vernestra Rowe is in, as an adult yeah. in the acolyte, and actually, the the character is being played by Leslie Headland's partner, I think, wife. Um, yeah, I believe uh, so. so. That's yep, yep. interesting. So I don't know how significant that is, but that's there. Um, did you have? Do you have a rundown of what happened in that trailer? Because I do not. Uh, yeah. So there's a little bit. So um, I just brought it up. There's not a ton. I think that had weirdly because that's the, that that show's coming out. Oh, that show's coming out next year, right? I think we're getting Skeleton Crew first. So it seemed like that was most the most teasery of teasers. Like we didn't get a ton. Um, you know, we do see um, Jedi temples shot. Um, we do see a fight that is um, many people talked about a, a couple seconds of fight. That's very uh, okay. matrixy uh, in terms of that fight. We do get a lot of gold lightsabers um, and we do get um, a, a group of Jedi's lighting up their lightsabers right. in unison. So, so we do get weirdly for like the acolyte side of it. Um, I feel like we get a lot more of Jedi stuff than yeah. we do of the dark side in that teaser trailer. Um, Grant, is that pretty accurate? Did you? I know you read some some summaries of the I just trailer. Read, you send me, so I read exactly what. Okay, said. good because that's all I just yeah. kind of said. Um, yeah. that makes, I mean, the Matrixy stuff makes sense to me if you've been reading the Hard Public comics and reading the books as we have. It's they're pretty overpowered. <laughs> the, like the Jedi do amazing things all the time, um, and so. Yeah. 
yeah, that sounds about right. And I'm, I'm here for it. Um, and actually, and so Kathleen Kennedy, once again, um, said she's she was blown away by that trailer she was just like the scope the scale she's like there's a lot of new things in it yeah. but it's still very much star wars um she was just like really excited by what she saw there yeah and the last time she uh, said that it was about andor and she was dead on so i'm i'm here for that yeah yeah i i, I mean i wonder if the acolyte's gonna sort of cover the decline of the jedi the sort of like mm-hmm. The, the the sort of um i guess the the sort of fall the decline into sort of being uh less opulent uh, not wearing the golden robes anymore taking on the tan sort of being knowing humble. that everyone's fallible yeah. understanding the fallibility yeah. of all force wielders understanding that That's a everyone's call. fallible yeah. at any time it's it's a moment to moment choice based thing it's not hey i'm a jedi i'm good it's yeah, let's not celebrate that we're these holy warriors right. or whatever yeah. they think they it's were. Like, it's, it's no, it's it's it, it feels very much I am a Jedi, therefore yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to I am good, therefore I'm a Jedi. Yeah. Which is probably the way you should yeah. be thinking right. about yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um resting on the sort of laurels of being a Jedi. Yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. good. I am a Jedi, obviously. I'm good. It's no, it's yeah. it's a moment to moment Yeah, thing. totally. Yeah. yeah, because there is a lot of hubris in um, in the High Republic. It just sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah everything's great. We do the thing. We got the great robes yeah. and all that. And, you know, there's very little questioning. I mean, there is still some questioning, yeah. but there's a lot of fooling around yeah. and, yeah, making out in closets and, you know, I, that sort of stuff, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's very. I, I know I did see uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies this year, and I loved that film. And I know uh, Amanda Stenberg was in that. And so. Mm-hmm. I have high hopes yeah. that she'll be a great lead for the show I mean, and uh, all that sort of stuff. But um, it's so the cool that the cast doing... is great. Yeah, the cast looks great. I will say, I know the, a lot of like leaked behind the scenes footage came out that looked not great. Um, but like in this preview, because I did, I was able to watch it. You know, watch the 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 kind of breaking up there. Great looked. Oh, it looked <laughs> as you were talking about the pixelation of the video. Ooh, you got <laughs> pixelated. It looked really good, is what I'm trying to say. It looked, it looked like the post production looked really good. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, like great. Yeah, yeah I imagine it looks amazing. Uh, it, and just to get this many, I guess, Jedi type characters yeah. in a storyline like jam packed. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is interesting territory. Yeah. This is like the prequels. Yeah, I'm dude. I'm Thor. ready for. I'm ready for Jedi again. Like I, I me too. I loved Andor so much. I watched hours of Ed, of Andor panels today. Um. But uh, because I'm just fascinated, I could listen to Tony Gilroy read the phone book. Um, but <laughs> it, yeah, just uh, fantastic stuff. But it's like, and I love the way they're doing it. They're just like, and then we see Keller and Beck and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like I remember Jedi. They're great. You know, we just, you know, obviously Obi-Wan's my guy. Um, and that was a great show. But we, we, you know, they've been they've been going away from the Jedi for a while now. Yeah. And when we get them back, obviously in a big way with the um, Ahsoka this summer. Um that's going to be amazing. But, um, it's yeah, exciting to see Vernesta Rowe as an adult, right? Because we've only yeah. gotten her as a teenager in in all of the 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 High Republic novels, yeah. so we get to see like what she's her like her final form is. Right? Yeah, like well, it's going to be great. Yeah, light whip alert! Light whip alert! Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You might get a purple light right. whip. Yeah, get ready yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and no more purple hair. I guess she's just discarded the. Yeah, the she's graduated hair. to post hair, like. Um, yeah, yeah. 
certain yeah, people yeah, they evolve the and yeah. um, you know they shed their locks for uh, a higher but, purpose there you go which is to wear hats i do lot. wonder is she, i do wonder if she's going to be connected to this is, is she hunting the dark side users in the galaxy whoever these these the rising yes. sith may be she's going to be the character yes. that no one believes but she knows that something <laughs> bad is happening Something bad yep. is happening. Yeah, yeah. Because she's connected to the dark side. She obviously can right. feel it. At its ebbs and flows, yeah. right? It's like, oh, yeah. This darkness is coming. Um, that's fascinating. I are, are we do, are, are we getting a Sith myth? In oh, yeah. Let's go. I'm full this? Sith myth. Oh, we man. Are we Sith sitting myth? there? Come on. Because that's, I mean, that's yeah. the purpose it's got to do. Fingers crossed. It's like, all right, all right. We're doing this. We're going to go timeline accurate yeah. here. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I think you have to. I think, yeah. They have to tell the story of the Sith. Like, what is going on with yes. the Sith, right? And they should tell several stories about the Sith. Personally, like, I want Darth Bane, man. I want it. Like, you kind of need him. Um, You know, at some yes. point. Like where did Bane and Zana and all that stuff end up? Yeah. Like that sort of like fingers into this story a little bit. And just, but again, that's that is that's EU, right? Like that stuff's Legends, not canonized. But you know, Legends, I, I would yeah. I would be satisfied if they were just like, okay, that's no longer <laughs> Legends. That's canon. I mean, but it, it seems like that would be a missed opportunity. They might as well just it shoot a live be. action Bane again. You know, well, Bane is canon, but Bane, Bane is, is sort of this like yep. shogunate. Looks like this like feudal warlord yeah. type. In yeah. character with all this armor on, he, he doesn't really follow the, the books. Um, he looks a little different. I feel like. Well, yeah, it's he, organic armor. I mean, it kind of in the books, it's like right. crustaceans. It's like he's he's got a living right. armor yeah, of symbiotes. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. if they want to tell the story, yeah. that's fine. If they want to canonize the Darth Bane trilogy, that's fine. Um, you know, and just almost that might be better. And then just pick it up after it. Just be like, listen, there is the rule of two. They'll refer to back to what happened. Um, or yep. just keep it vague. I know, but it's like we. I think Acolyte is going to pick up, and I think it's going to vector into Sith Beth and then um, Plagueis. So if, <laughs> I, if people don't, I don't follow don't what we're talking about, we talk about the Sith Beth all oh, yeah. the time. If you read the Plagueis novel, which is also Legends and not canon, um, but but has been talked about, it is essentially it's about Darth Plagueis. But Darth Plagueis's master was uh, Darth Tenebris, who was a Beth. Yep. Um, and he was obsessed with long life and lived like 250 years or something outrageous. And then Plagueis was obsessed with long life and he lived however. And then yep. obviously Plagueis's um, apprentice was Darth Sidious, also known as Sheev yeah. Palpatine. So um, the Sith Bith, I think that, you know, that the timing, if it's 200 years before the battle of the Avon actually adds up. Um, yeah. I, I mean, just, but again, a Bith doesn't really like emote as well as we'd want a character like that to emote given that we're covering what? such an important piece right. of lore. What? No, I'm just saying that uh, I would love it. Personally, I would love it, but I'm just saying like, I, it would be fun to get a, an actor, you know, in there to do that work, to sort of explore what it means for the Sith to, uh, you know, a resurgence to occur. Yeah. But like, again, we're weird canon weirdos who want Tenebris. Like, I just can't imagine that's like commercially viable for so many. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to pretend just, I didn't hear all that naysaying. All right. I've, so I also I also watched an interview with Andy Serkis and fell in love with him for the twenty millionth time. And he he's he says he's going to every celebration after this. He was just been he was such a he came out and started cheering um uh uh one way out like as soon as he hit the stage and like the place went bonkers. Like he's Andy Serkis yeah. is the greatest. And I was like, let's give him another one. Let's he's got two roles. Let's give him another one. Put him in the Sith Bith mask and just watch magic happen. Yeah, you're so, welcome. All right, I gotta let me I let me jump know. in. Uh, a couple things. I, I I agree. 
the way Bith look, maybe not, you know, the most cinematic. Like a giant you, butt on a torso? But if you look... Yeah, I've never seen machinery inside the prosthetic yet. That's why, it's only, that's why I sort of say yeah. I don't know if I've seen the emotes coming out of the, the I don't Bith, know either, but look at the know, Wikipedia... Look at the, the Wikipedia canon picture of, uh, of Darth Tenebris. That's the other thing is Tenebris... Tenebris is canon. He is mentioned in the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary and a couple of other places. So, like, he is canon as that timeline, as we've talked about. Everything can be recanonized, of course. But I don't think they want to mess with that. I think I think he looks great. I think a big kind of way that they ask themselves questions about old canon is... Um, is, is the old canon... Does it conflict with anything we've set up previously in new canon? Is anything in the old canon confusing? Is anything in the old canon going to close storytelling pathways? Is anything in the old canon problematic? And I think when you look at the Sith Bith, none of those things apply, right? And so right. part of it is like... He's got a face gonna... mask. You don't even have to like, see great. his mouth move. Yeah, They're yeah. going to make him look totally different. The other thing is, like, remember um, Cad Bane from... Yeah. Like, I always thought Cad Bane right. would never translate yeah. to live action. And he was beautiful. Never. I thought he looked great, though, in Book of Boba Fett. I, I was thought like, he did, that, too. Yeah, yeah he looks incredible. There's a little lip sync stuff going on there. Yeah. It's just like he says a word, and it's just the way yeah. the, the way the mouth moves. It, it's much like the Ugnaughts. It's just sort of the machinery underneath is sort of like not totally yeah. on time, essentially. But they'll but they'll just change how he looks. You know what I mean? Like, they'll just yeah. they'll figure out a way to, to, to yeah. up him. That's not canon. We, really? we haven't rung this bell in a while, but um, so I'm going to do it now. Sooner or later, we need to get a main character uh, non-human. Yes. You know? we, that needs to happen. Yeah, we do. And yeah, um, so. and I, I think this is a great opportunity. You know, they're, they're going to do it eventually. And this is great. You know, I'd love to see Darth Tenebris. And I'd love to see Darth Plagueis, um, the Munalist, uh, yeah. who ultimately also ends up wearing a face mask, too, because they keep damaging their bodies, trying to <laughs> right. extend their life in an ironic twist of fate. Um, but yeah, that's going to be good. Um, also, actually, I, I, I mean, let's be real. Like the what are, the most prominent bits in Star Wars, oh. yeah, are the Jizz Whalers and yeah. the Cantos. Uh, that's correct. Figuring Dan and the Mobile right? Nodes. Yeah, it's, it's very it's very dark in here, but I do <laughs> exactly what I'm talking I do about. have Figuring Dan so, behind me, and uh, but oh. uh, it is very it is too dark to see. I'm just saying, yeah. it's just other than them, yeah. it's now going to be like a Sith yep. Lord. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, all right. Yep. I'm, just, I'm just double checking with yeah. you guys. Um, it might be, yeah. I will say smooth jazz 20... band, adult contemporary the, music, yeah. and then yeah. Sith Lord. And then that. I will say the yeah. 26th Legion of the Sith Eternal were called Tenebris Legion. All right. And that's Caden. That's from yeah. uh, Rise okay. of Skywalker. I do, yeah. So, so that, yeah. Again, we need these stories of what the dark side's yes. cooking uh, alongside, you know, leaning into uh, the fall of the Jedi and all that stuff. So. Um, and it, I, I need them I personally, cause they're so fun that, you know, it's mm -hmm. going to be so great to see that. So, um, yeah, I, I want to see some dark side POVs and what are they going through and why are they there? And, um, yeah, let's, and I want to see some space magic I, and lore. And, I do wonder if this is sort of amplifying the themes in the high Republic in this show, given that there's such a close co connection and, and tie to the high Republic. I do wonder if they're trying to showcase, like, uh, you, you know, what the Jedi would be afraid of, what they're, yeah, what they'd be fearful of, what would, what would destroy their sort of confident demeanor, you know, like what, what would that be, and and like, let's go a little further, 
you know, then um, the Nile, let's do like the Sith and let's see how the Sith can be yeah. terrifying and how they can operate in the shadows. And, and when Jedi do come across them, they're almost like petrified with fear. Like it's interesting. That there's almost like a physical petrification happening in <laughs> the High Republic yeah. books, but like, but like Maybe I a, almost want to see just like horror tension oh, yeah. and, and sort of like storytelling. Like, I want to see that actually dramatized. Like that would be far more interesting to me. And then, do we get a leveler in this thing? Yep. Like, I don't know. Is the leveler like one of the major sort of set piece things that okay. keeps happening? Guys, know? so my, like the, both brain cells just collided in my head. Um, <laughs> and I remembered something from phase two, one. Two All right. Remember when they go to that planet that was also Snoke was on for a while. It was that like biodome planet. Yep. What yeah. was, do you remember what was there? They, they had, there was a bunch of Sith artifacts that were c controlling the Drenjir. Oh right, right, and, yeah. And I also believe the Sith may have been the ones that that finally stopped the leveler. I want to say yeah. that place is called the Amaxine. Amaxine Station. Station. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> well, uh, chicken dinner yeah. for uh, for <laughs> Grant. You. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. That was a big one. That was a Claudia Gray was like, yeah, keep your eye on that yeah, place. Yeah, commented us. on one of our yeah one of our posts telling us like, yeah, don't yeah. don't. Don't forget this place. I, I promise, listeners, we do no research. Oh, we we just, do do research, but like, come on. We do. Ben did quite a bit. You, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. running the show. Oh, gosh, man. I'm trying, but how do you do 25,000 years of like Jedi history for every right? show? I did not know yeah. we'd get into like the Amazon that's, th that's my favorite no, thing but... about talking to you guys is because like we're trying to cover all of it and all this stuff connects and and <laughs> I are. love it. That, that's my favorite I've... thing. It's like, so it's like yeah. we can give context to everything we're talking about. Uh, but that's the goal. Ben. I think you were yeah you were saying so. I think you remember from that you were saying that what the Sith were the ones who finally stopped the leveler. I, all right, so, so I stretched. Sounds... I stretched there. I stretched there. They definitely were the ones that stopped the Drenjir. But like, the what a cool um, twist of fate. If I mean, they at least stopped the Drenjir. So even yeah. though they think at last we left Avar Chris, she stopped the Drenjir too. But whatever. I digress. Uh, yeah. Actually, she restopped the Drenjir, right? So they were, but they were yes. originally controlled by the Sith. So yeah, it, it, you know, I, what I'm saying is we don't know anything about the relationship between the Nye Hill and the Sith, but that could be there a really is interesting one. relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah, one. yeah, there Maybe. definitely. Is. So, um, you know, that could be it, it could be an antagonistic relationship. Like it would be funny if like, or it would be fun if you know, the Nihil keep destroying the, the Jedi and they keep like just smacking them around. And, um, but then it would, the Sith are like, we know how to take care of you. And, and they're the ones that ultimately bring balance because they, they take care of the, um, you know, the, the complete nihilistic mm -hmm. tendencies of this terrorist organization. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, yeah. My last tidbit to say on the show is that like, I have to imagine there's a predicament in which a character then enters an apprenticeship or becomes the acolyte of a sort of like um, the dark side, yeah. right? Like someone who's a Sith possibly, or someone who's just high up on the dark side. And I got to imagine they're the, you know, the, the eponymous acolyte character, yeah. you know, of the yeah. show. And, um, and then I have to think that Vernestra Rowe is like hunting, her master or whoever the acolytes master is, you know what I mean? Like I have to imagine there's a Jedi hunter in there too. And like, it's, it, it could be very fascinating, fun ride. Right. And like, I, yeah. Right. Are, are they yeah. an infiltrator to like, is, is it Vern? I feel like didn't, Oh no, it wasn't Vern. It was a different Jedi that I'm sorry. I just don't have all the like high Republic names in my head right now. 
but like they go undercover um you know within the hill it's like do they go undercover with the sith you know are there rival factions oh, right. within the sith so there's like a sith army that's building that aren't following the rule of two but there are also you know sith bith and like whoever sith bith's master was like the you know rule of two following sith that ultimately smack the other ones down that yeah like what yeah. what's going on there I, I i'd love that sort mm-hmm. of political interplay um i'm very interested yeah. let's go i'm gonna yeah i just do wonder if the acolyte is basically the acolyte of a dark sorcerer yeah. and like is that the storyline essentially and is the dark sorcerer <laughs> is it darth tenebris right. and is he like you yeah. know, uh, wordless sort of like, uh, you know, haunting figure that's sort of like strolling around. There's maybe this, maybe, maybe we humanize that character and we see that they're a dark sider for a reason that there's maybe heartbroken or something. And the acolyte, like, I would love to just humanize the dark side. Yeah. A bit. Like that would be Agreed. fun. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Not everyone's a Palpatine. A lot of them are Darth Vader's, you know what I mean? Like, and I just want to see that stuff. That's explored. the thing. It's like, I feel like that's the storylines, right? No, no one, uh, unless you're Palpatine. <laughs> It feels like no one starts out <laughs> that evil. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, like, you know, it's the old saying. Well, like, Reva, you know, you know, Reva was is light yeah. side. Like, that's a great story. Yeah, she's yeah. more probably in yeah. line with what they are. You know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? Like, that's that's the storyline of the fall of a Sith. Is like you don't start out seeking, you know, power and and whatever. It's it's like you said, Grant. It's it's Vader, right? Vader did this out of love and, and ended up, you know, wanting just to have ultimate power to save the ones he loved. Right. Yeah. That's the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be awesome. Um, and then, uh, finally let's, uh, talk about, uh, the skeleton crew leaked trailer. Um, I have actually have the text right here. Do you want me to just read the, the trailer breakdown or is sure. too much text? Yeah. Again, spoiler wall. This is going to be the trailer that was shown. At okay. Yeah. yeah. So this yeah, is uh, the breakdown description. So a uh, trailer that opens with kids living on an unknown forested world. They go to school, living their lives, riding speeder bikes, but longing for adventure. And they find it when they go exploring in the woods one night, their parents return home to a vision of star Wars suburbia. Unlike anything we've seen in the franchise before and find that their kids have gone missing. Those kids, our main group, two young girls, one wearing a star Trek TNG style head visor, a young boy and a small alien that looks very much like he's a young Ortolan, which is the guy from like the Max Rebo's. But it's Max Rebo. Yeah, um, Max Rebo, like, blue guy. <laughs> um, one of the blue pudgy allies, popularized by Max Rebo in Return of the Jedi. Sorry, I could have just read that. Um, <laughs> appear to have found their way aboard a mercenary starship. Uh, there are shots of them encountering weird creatures, holograms of their parents back home begging for them to return, and the kids being uh, menaced by pirates, including it seems the Nikto pirate, formerly of Gorian Shard's crew yeah. in the Mandalorian. Uh, it's a vein, his name's right? Vain. Yeah. Yeah. Vain. <laughs> Thank you, Grant. Uh, Further tying the series timeline into the post-Return of the Jedi era. The kids find themselves on the run from blaster fire in what looks like a pirate base and flying away on their new ship before the trailer concludes with them locked up in a prison cell carved out of a cave. A hooded figure approaches, floating the key to their freedom in front of the kids with a whimsical display of the Force. He's a Jedi, one of the kids exclaims as the figure lowers their hood to reveal that it's Jude Law's mysterious character. Booyah. There you go. Yeah. Very cool. But is there something about him like hovering keys yeah. or something? That's what like he said. That? Whimsically, in a whimsical use of the force, uh, floating the key to their freedom in front of the kids. Uh, using well, the force. I mean, right. yes. Whimsically. Uh, there are the keys force. floating to them, which could be a display of the force or could be other things. We, we have seen someone fa- falsify using the force before in a recent 
television series in oh, Star Wars. All right, all right. I'm just okay. saying. Okay. Just saying. Let's not, right. uh, let's yeah. not get ahead of ourselves. But I mean, nonetheless, if the trailer hangs on the idea of, hey, is this guy force sensitive? I mean, that seems to be like a major plot, uh, a major sort of like uh, idea, idea yeah. in the film, like in the show. Uh, yeah, like, I wonder if it's a misdirect. Like, right. Right? I, not misdirect for necessarily what's going on, but I wonder if the kids, I wonder if he's a similar character to Kumail's character in Obi-Wan and and that they believe he's a, he's a force user and he just can't, he doesn't want to admit to them that he's not, Right. He's the scallywag yeah. that just keeps the dream alive. Yeah, he doesn't want to break their hearts, basically. Like, nah, yeah, I, I, I'm actually not a yeah. Jedi. Sorry. I don't know. I would hate that because <laughs> we kind of get a lot of that. We get a lot of tricksters in Star Wars, and I'm like, is Star Wars the place for tricksters? Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I can't. I don't know. Like, I haven't seen a good trickster but yet it's in Jude Star Wars. Law. I don't yeah. buy Jude Law as a as as a Jedi. I just don't. He's he's just oh. he's. Just, uh, See, I would love a pirate who uses the that's force. The thing. Like, like yes, Peter Pan. Right? This sounds like this sounds like yeah. Amblin. It's Peter very Pan. Amblin-like. Like Peter Pan meets yeah. Goonies. The word basically. Amblin was used no less than three hundred times over the course. Yeah, of it is game. very much. Even though they they keep doubling down on this is a show with kids, not a show for kids. That they they. Oh, keep... you you heard that? Because I heard I heard yeah. Kathy being like, "This is an entrance point for kids into the Star Wars." Yeah, I think they're trying to say it's not a kids show. Okay. basically All but right. kids could watch it but i think it's probably going to be on the lighter side which is also true of like the mandalorian in a lot of ways like the mandalorian is not uber violent mm. well i mean the stranger things is like a kid's show but it's uber but, as i say by like, like season four it's pretty much an r-rated yeah. film yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah so i'm saying yeah. they have a lot of bandwidth totally. with skeleton yeah um but yeah i don't know i just kind of I would just love Jude Law just being a sort of a scoundrel-esque character Who's who possibly can use yeah, the force. I love that. I like, would be, that'd be great. But just like, uh, sort of like, I, I have to imagine just does really fun, cool stuff with it instead of, but like might be morally sort of complicated. I don't know. Like it might be more morally complicated yeah. in the ways that he uses the force. Like, I don't I'm know. I'm still like wondering he might do if things he that is are, part of the pirates. That, right part which is kind of the thing i've been floating and this is like a, a you know a bridge too far for him it's like wait we're kidnapping yeah. kids now you know like maybe that's right. the moment that he breaks away from them i've heard rumors this might go beyond the galaxy too like they were they're headed out mm. of the galaxy um, interesting yeah i mean you had mentioned outbound flight before i don't know if there's anything there but um if this is some sort of play on that but uh um yeah oh I, I, you know what's really interesting about that is just a really wild speculation is they talk about suburbia and they talk about this area that the kids are exploring and what if they're on like a generational ship yeah right and so we're not they're not actually on a planet but they're on a ship with a bio like Ooh. you know yeah what if he stole a jedi ship or something? yeah yeah could be the one with Hu Yang on. It. Oh yeah, we so, didn't right. talk about. We did talk about David Tennant reprising. <laughs> yeah, his, his but he was yeah his role in the Ahsoka trailer. Yeah, um, which I didn't expect him there. I I kind of hoped he would be in Skeleton Crew, but um, yeah, okay. still could be, still could be. Skeleton Crew could be fun if it is the ship. The ship actually has a name. The ship that they go on to Illumon with Hu Yang to get the yes. crystals. Yeah. It'd be cool if Jude Law stole that after the Empire took over <laughs> and he was like, I'm taking the ship, like what this droid can hang out, whatever. And then when these kids get, you know, get trapped aboard or something like that, it's like uh like let's go get crystals and make lightsabers <laughs> and have have like the Star Wars adventure. Oh, but uh, Okay, uh, I've got the the name of the ship is the Crucible. 
Oh, you got it right before oh, I got okay. it. <laughs> Bang. Well done. And it's a yeah. beautiful ship. It's like it a is. precursor right. to the um the Corvette that they that um uh Bale Antilles uses. Anyways, uh it's gorgeous. But yes. Yeah. Sorry. And this Facts. one's coming, yeah. Fact. Uh Skeleton Crew is coming end of this year, so it's probably gonna be the December slot that uh that Book of Boba Fett took over last year, right? Okay. Was that that would be my guess. End of, because you got you got Ahsoka in August, right? So. It would make sense. It would be like a like Christmas time. Christmas, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, people are there. That's you know the feature time and time to gather with your family, your kith and kin, um, and watch some Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very excited. Uh, I'm excited. Um, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Holy cow! Any any last thoughts about this? Oh, oh so. All right. I, I just wanted to also say a couple more things that Kathy said that I was like, okay, one, um, she was asked, she's asked directly about, uh, Lando. So she was asked about rogue squadron. Yeah. I, we already mentioned that. She said that's still very much a thing. We don't know how it's going to be, you know? Um, yep. she was asked directly about Kevin Feige. She said that was never a thing that was never announced by, um, Lucasfilm. It was just fan <laughs> speculation and that, you uh-huh. know, and, and Feige shooting his mouth off. Um, and then, uh, but she, they, she was talked, uh, asked about Don Glover's recent tweets about, yeah. um, this still being in play. And she said, yes, it is very much. It's, it's still around. And she said, and Donald Glover is very excited about it. Laughing as she said it, yeah. just being like, yeah. it sounds like he might be pushing some Lucas <laughs> boundaries a little bit. He's just like, but you know, and like, he even, like yeah. I saw a tweet, he's like, I wish I was there with you. Like he, he wants an announcement. He wants to be a part of this again. That's um, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting for me. Also asked about Ryan Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. and said that basically like, it's still a thing. We're talking a lot. Yeah. He is super busy. Don't expect anything soon, but definitely still, he still wants to do something in the galaxy. Taika Waititi, he, she was asked about too. She said he's actively writing. He does not. He's writing it on his own. He doesn't have anyone else working on the script. So you know, kind of something like that. So yeah, yeah. it's it, it's funny. It's I really thought we get a Taika. Yeah, but yeah, she's yeah. playing it. You got to excavate that meaning. You know, it takes it takes it takes. And a honestly, the chances of all three movies they announced uh, all coming I, out is uh, seven to one. <laughs> yeah, o- over under on two of the three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one is for sure going to go into principal photography, and that's the Dave Filoni one because I feel yeah. like just, it, it, they've talked about this I mean, for so that, long. That will definitely it sounds like the yeah. apex to their she, plans. And yeah. uh, Kathy also said the um, uh, New Jedi Order film has. There have been meetings about it for two for years. For two I, years, the fact been that they actually it, so. brought they actually brought Daisy Ridley out to me says yeah. like they're, they're it's going to happen. They're getting but James ready. Mangold is the one that I don't know. Like, remember, like we, I feel like, you know, fool me once shame on, on me, yeah. you know, shame on you fool me twice. Shame on me. Like we already got a James Mangold, uh, oh, right. a Boba Fett movie. Like we talked about that walking into solo. Right. I think the I acolyte the has to, yeah. I think a lot hinges off the acolyte uh, because uh, it's going to be the first yeah. show where they showcase a lot of Jedi and sort of like, However, you do that is going to be and, compared to how George did it, and then, and then just com- yeah. like tonally, and, and just how those characters work, and how they're how they function, and then if and that works era, incredibly well, yeah. I think Dawn of the Jedi, and I think the New Jedi Order will be will work because it's going to be like yeah. the ensemble will be fully Jedi. Yeah. I think new, like, or like I imagine close new, to full Jedi ensemble. Yeah, 
I think that's a good point. I think New Jedi Order is pretty safe because it's mostly just like, hey, it's Ray again. I, I think I think the Dawn of Jedi is the is the one that's most precarious. And I think you're right. Acolyte has a lot because that's also the first live action yeah. show that's going to deal with a timeline that no one else that people have not seen on any screens yeah. before, right? Like every show that's come mm-hmm. out so far takes place in some era that we're at least more familiar right. with. And this is like it's new hey, territory lots years of before the thing you've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Yeah. So We'll see if it does really well. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, the other thing like, yep, to keep in mind is that it's a little apples to oranges with these live action series and feature films because the you, you're talking like five or six X the budget to produce the films. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the production value will raise and it, it'll look it'll obviously look better. I mean, I, I kind of wish live action and feature films could meet in the middle a little bit on yeah. their production value. Um well, or actually just all go towards features, but it's sort of, it is what it is. Um, you know, like Keller and Beck look pretty good, but like Coruscant looks well, <laughs> not quite I'm as just, good I'm as, just hoping that um, Disney, you know, Attack yeah. of the Clones, Coruscant. You yeah. Know, and, yeah. And you're also dealing with risk though, higher risk with the movies too. Like you can have a series that doesn't hit and it doesn't, it doesn't have an impact. I mean, two movie kind of, somewhat flubs from star wars in a row and we they put a pause on the movies it's gonna last yeah a decade. six years almost like almost a decade yeah, yeah that really like so so they really want to make sure i mean they still made a billion dollars on rise of skywalker right it's like i, I mean but they're like but it was only yeah, half that was as, last... yeah but they made two yeah. billion on force awakens and you're like oh, okay but like that's a pretty high bar, man. I think they also got scared by the reviews. I think that really well, they should have been them scared out. by the reviews. They should have been scared before they. Okay. They should I, not have been surprised by those reviews. Anyway, no, moving on. No, yeah, and then yeah. you know. So, did they say if they're doing Dawn of the Jedi or a New Jedi Order first? Like, which I, one? I didn't. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. I, okay. The, the internet seems to be sure that Dawn that that uh, the New Jedi Order is the 2025 movie. I don't know where that's coming from. I don't buy that. Can they personally. even get a movie together by 20? I thought it was just already pushed. I thought Rogue <sighs> uh, Rogue Squadron was going to be 2025. So they're like, it's obviously kicked to 2026. But there is a production schedule for Avatar that's sort of in between all of these Star Wars films. So yep. I, I, I don't know. That's that's the issue, right? Is this, we're not dealing with just Star Wars. We're dealing with Star Wars, Marvel, Avatar, yeah. and and Disney has like you like basically. I think it's like you either get this twenty twenty five or it's twenty twenty seven. Yeah, is <laughs> that's what Disney is saying to them? And so I don't think they want. I don't think they want an eight year gap between yeah. movies. I, I will say, so. I, I mean, based on what I heard today, New Jedi Order is um, is much closer. Is much further down the pipe. That you know they have a director, and it sounds like they've been talking about yeah. this for a long time. They have their lead actress, actor, um, and then but like the stuff they were talking about, Mangold's projects. He so Kathy's been working with him on um, the Indiana Jones movie, so they've been just in the room together. And she said they did have a formal discussion about it, and they hashed it out with um, with you know Filoni in the room, which I thought was cool to have their lore nerd there. Um, and then you know that's the highest lore nerd there is, even. Right. You know, I would even put him above Hidalgo at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, so th- that sounded like a discussion happened, you know, but like there's no script. But there could be the, the first workings of a script going for the um, uh, the other movie. Yeah, it would be fun for the shows to sort of the Disney, Disney Plus shows to sort of taper off. And the theatrical experience to return. Yeah, like that to me would be incredible. And then 
if they go new Jedi, I think it would be smart to go new Jedi order first. Uh, just given that like you could, you'll then have all these series that could branch off from that with all the, and have all the backing yeah. of the sequel trilogy and all the work that's been done there and sort of like character development that's done, been done there. And then that could then branch off into series. And I wouldn't, I would love to get, see those characters also like to get side stories, to get all that stuff branching out of that. The New Republic, uh, or not the New Republic, the um, New whatever that yeah. Free Republic or whatever is yeah, established. Yeah. At that I love <laughs> Free Republic. I don't know what it's called yeah. at that point. That's the thing. Um, I just can't wait to have Star Wars stories that I don't know what comes after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm even so excited in, to like go further in the timeline. Yeah, yeah even in yeah. you know yeah. Dawn of the Jedi, like or uh, yeah, the, yeah, I think it's called Dawn of the Jedi. Um, you know, and there's all that time. It's like, I'm still going to be thinking about the tax and I'm like, Oh, look at X to the thing. And like the synergy and all that, like, just like, just give me something new where I don't know where it's at all. Yep. It's going the, it, literally it's anything could happen. Literally yeah. anything could happen. Um, the, the, my other well, question, well, Jedi with, yeah, go yeah, for it. No, go for it. Within the new, with the new Jedi order, yeah. the Jedi, the new Jedi order that those could be the threats. Like, right. Yeah. The or, Jedi yeah. themselves. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't know, like, where they're going with it. Yeah. I, bring it back to, like, ordering of this stuff. The other question I have, though, is if we get the Dave Filoni movie coming out, I guess that would be 2027, because my guess is they're still doing the two years between Star Wars movies, mostly because of the Avatar slots. Um, that means we need four years of, of Mando-verse shows. That's a lot. That's a lot. I guess you could take a year off, right? You could end you could end 2026 and say in next year coming this, but like that's a lot of series that you gotta like pull this out. We're oh, introducing yeah. Thrawn like in I don't know, in five months, four months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you've got to fill four more, you know, five more years. It's like I mean, so they've just got pulling Taffy at this New point? Jedi Order series, yeah. right? We've got Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and now Skeleton Crew. And then you could also throw in there might be a rogue uh, squadron. Yeah. Or uh, sorry. Uh, could be good. They might read. I wouldn't be surprised if they renamed right. rogue squadron. And I mean, yeah. we're getting pretty much two series a year. We're almost yeah. getting three plus animated series. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Oh, also, uh, there's going to be a season two of Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. I don't want to get into. That's really oh, right. Because I don't have anything positive to say about that. Filoni confirmed all it's of dark. my things. He's no, like, he didn't dark. even want to do it. He was like a thing, and they kind of pushed him into doing a series, and then, and then he, and like ultimately, he's like, he wrote it because he just wanted to hang out with his friends. Listen, I love Dave Filoni. He, in one of his interviews, like he started crying. Um, yeah, and he like he he goes asked a question, ignored it, and then like tearfully was like, you don't know how much this means to you, and and his he was completely authentic. He's he's a real deal. He is a great heir yeah. to Lucas. Incredible. Um, yeah. I love the guy, but like the way he handled that, I'm like, no, that is like not reverent. He's it's, the heir. Yeah. He's it the heir. Like, stop retconning very good thing. Star Wars material like that Ahsoka book. Like, please I know. stop. That. That's the thing. The Mandoverse shows the best of Dave Filoni, and the Tales of the Jedi show the worst of Dave Filoni. Yeah. And that's just something to keep in mind. Like, just like you know, just like Lucas had his. Yeah really great qualities and some really bad qualities so does every creator you guys don't think i thought tales of the jedi was incredible no, a lot of a lot I of people loved it series yeah. of anime yeah i mean listen he did but like he essentially threw it together to hang out with it with the it voice was like actors, count, it's like here's count dooku's pov i i, I was really like, oh, okay. i did like, very right, much enjoy count this, dooku storyline is this really tales of the jedi because like i read the comics back in the day the dark horse comics and that was like 
golden age of the Sith. It was like the Jedi Sith war. It was like tales of the Jedi meant like, hey, let's cover those je- those bases where of yeah. history where it's like it's cataclysmic events. If we were first. just if that whole series yeah. was just the Count Dooku series, I'd be like, loved it. It was great. It was the yeah. Soka one that really left a bad taste in my mouth, and it just yeah. it rang of we're, like I love Ben's like we're not going to get into it. We're getting into it. Now it, here it, we are. Yeah. It, it rang Wait. of ego to me of just like this is my toys. I don't care that I gave you permission. You played with it. I'm going to do whatever I want, even though I could have told a completely different story that didn't trample over your story. I'm still going to do it because whatever. Like it I just can. sucked anyway. Yeah. But whatever. I still and love most, him, yeah. and uh, I love the way he does. I love his Ahsoka stuff in live action and the cartoon. So it's not like I dis. It's not like I dislike him. I just dislike. Wait, what was bad? I'm saying what they was bad retconned about it, all of what E.K. Johnston oh. did in the Ahsoka novel, and also really dealt with, really, really went over some queer representation in Star Wars mm. that really, really sucked. Yeah, that's correct. Just to be blunt yeah, about I mean, it. The, Oh, that's right. In the opening. Yeah. And it's called uh, Tales. You can say like, well, it's sort of a parallel telling. But like in that parallel telling, they left out all the nuance that made that novel and that story great. Yeah. yeah, That that one Mm -hmm. grinded my gears. Same. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I love the Count Dooku. I would say that to Filoni's face. I'm not, you know, it's I I, I really believe strongly in that. um, That that was a bummer. Um, And I I hope he doesn't do that. But again, you know, he was like, oh, I thought I'd bring in some Dooku. And then, yes, those Dooku stories were amazing. Um, yeah. in tales i like, but, like stuff i wish the, i wish he would do what you are talking about grant like where he goes to some weird random time period and tells these beautiful vignettes with people you know but um yeah it sounded like he brought in characters he, just he could he do wanted, it too like, right because yeah, matt he, lanter there yeah. and um all those those boy and ashley Eckstein and like those voice actors to just hang out with them again I, it's, it's also like, boring man. for him to keep exploring the same era yeah. with the same characters like just like you said go yes. to some other era and just tell another tale of a jedi maybe and maybe that's what season two well, is like if someone's gonna stab if someone's going to establish that history, it should be Filoni. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, I feel like I trust I the guy, and Filoni we trust. And I feel like if he wants to go back and actually cover all the strange legend stuff, but like canonize it in a brilliant way, sort of create that simplified architecture that, but borrows those elements from legends and sort of, but like makes them so much right. better. I would, I would so, love that. One of the things that um, Dave said about this um, that I caught was that he, he's using it as an opportunity to train up his people to to get more responsibility and make their own content. That's so cool. it's like he's not going to like have a lot of direct things. And so, I mean, I, you know, maybe that's what happened with the first tales Jedi, and they were just like, "Can I just do this?" And like, I, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't know, know yeah. why that happened, but, but like, you know, but that's. I do believe in that too. It's like you need to train up your people. Like a, and a Jedi passes yeah. on what he knows, you know. And it seems like we're seeing that in Bad Batch, right? Quite quite well. Like I don't I don't think Bad I think Batch is amazing. It's yeah. amazing, and I don't think he has a ton to do with it, to be honest. And not in a bad way. I think he's just yeah. He's training. He's training I, people around him. Yeah. I can't imagine what his life is like. No. I can't, I've just. But he's. I mean, he's just live action directing. I, I think, think he's as much completely as possible, made the right? transition yeah. into live action. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Kathleen talked about that as well. It's like he's been on this path for 10 years and they've been grooming him to be a live action feature film director. Boy, does that Ahsoka episode of season two of Mando look beautiful like that. That episode that he directed in season two is so good. So I'm 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 excited to see his and the Ahsoka trailer looks just amazing. Yeah, the Ahsoka trailer. Brilliant. I was amazed. I guess. The other thing to mention is like we're recording this Saturday night. Say Saturday. What's today? Today's 
Saturday. If we keep recording, it's uh, much longer. It's going to be Sunday. But yes, yeah, I was about to say yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there is still another two two and a half days or one and a half days of of stuff. So we'll cover anything else. I guess the only thing that's probably going to happen tomorrow is they're probably going to officially announce Bad Batch season three. <laughs> but we can talk about that during our yeah. next regular episode. Yeah, mm. sounds good. Well, we can cover it now. We can pretend it happened. <laughs> Just be like, wow, that's going to be great, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we kind of talked about it at length on our last episode. It's true. We did. We had a just uh, check out our Bad Batch episode. Yeah, um, so much fun. Which was uh, episode 286. Um, and uh, we went on at length about what, obviously, the next season will be because there was a lot of cliffhangers going on there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, a season three would be super. Great. But um, a really fun Star Wars celebration, right? Like, lots, lots going on. I did not, not expect this. Does that make sense? Like I, I, I had some expectations. None of them happened. And what they gave me was so much more and better than I ever could have imagined. Yeah. 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 I sub. Uh, I do love that. There's so much I in know. production. Yes. So much is happening. And like, it's just, there's a healthy dose of star Wars right now and life is good. And it's, it's, and brilliant creators are at work. And I just, I, you know, I love the teams yeah. that they've hired. Yeah, so. so much so that like we need to have our own administrative meeting to even figure out how to cover everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like we didn't talk about comics <laughs> yeah, or novels. Like, how many books do you have to read next month? Yeah, yeah like three. three. Yeah, yeah. 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 Have, like three novels to read. Meanwhile, Meg Dowell is out there. She's like, I just <laughs> yeah, read the whole like, aftermath trilogy again, and you're like, how did you read? She's read like twenty Star Wars. It's amazing this month. Yeah, good for her. Um, good for her. Uh, but. uh yeah um yeah we got a bunch of those to read and a bunch of comics to read which i can't wait um yeah, yeah so um too. next time we talk uh which i don't know it'll be in a few days um it'll be mando episode seven and yeah. then um the blade uh in its entirety of its uh four issue arc yeah yeah um and then uh, after that who knows yeah but Man- we will mando, uh, mando yeah. and something else They're mando all- and I mean, we'll probably have the Mando, I guess in the Mando season finale, it'll probably be its own episode. And then we're going to dive into a lot of other content, yeah. but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll give you the, we'll give you the path that we're going to take ahead of time. Yeah, that's so you pretty can read much along. It. Yeah. Yeah. Mando finale, which will be huge. And then uh, I think the week after that, we are going to oh, cover right. the book about, um, Jedi, oh, gosh, Jedi battle Survivor. scars. Yeah, so battle scars, we'll battle, battle scars, scars yeah, and right. um, we will have a, hopefully a little gameplay under our belts yeah. for uh, Jedi Survivor. Yeah, we talked about maybe doing some uh, some twitching. We might even twitch. I might twitch. You might. You guys can follow me twitch. I know. We, we might actually get the stream on Twitch too, if I can ever, you know, find the time and yeah. the brain cells. <laughs> yeah. Also, take five star systems on any podcast player yeah yeah yes yes five <laughs> yeah. star systems yes. click all the five galaxies on your um rating system uh, for us because we love the exposure that would be fantastic yeah. for all our new uh people that have started listening to us and uh, watching us on uh, YouTube. yeah watching us the welcome. numbers have jumped up in youtube so welcome welcome everyone and and uh yeah. you know glad you yeah. They got the coordinates. You got guys. the coordinates. We trans we sent them out there. We transmitted, and they got yeah. The follow us. Follow us, um, so you can catch us live and, and tune in. Um, we're a little random. We're we're doing our best. We at least try to get something produced every Sunday. That doesn't always work. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, yeah. we're trying to get as close to the Mandalorian releases as we can. Yeah. Um, but. But, yeah, yeah, follow along. Like 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 Ben said, if you follow, you get an email every time we're on, just saying, "Hey, they're live." And and we don't when we're live, we're we're actually live, and we're usually recording. And I will generally be watching the comments, so we will make you part of the show if you if yeah. you if you want to be. Yeah, yeah, that's what this show is. This show is 
watching Star Wars and just having friends to talk to you about some hardcore Star Wars stuff, man. Just like really just talking about it. We are rebranding to Skeleton Crew. <laughs> <be our> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, right on, man. Core World right News. Right on. Core World News for life. Um, it's all the news <laughs> and in the core and beyond. Um, y'all are great. Um, thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, so much fun. Hope you had a great uh, Star Wars celebration. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Um, may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. Yeah.